All right, dear listeners, this is just another little soft plug as a save the date if you're in the Perth area for Sunday, the 1st of October, the day after the grand final. We will be having a live episode recording. Location yet to be sorted out, but we are working on it. Just a little save the date if you're in the area and we'll uh, keep you posted with the details if you'd be interested in Barely Touched Him live. to be here. It's Barely Touched Him pre-finals special, special, super duper special edition. What episode are we up to, boys? Is it 29? 28. 28 or 29? Possibly. I thought it was 29. You might be right. I could be right. I could be wrong. Either way, it's a special Barely Touched Him today because we've got special guest Monty as well. Special. Very special. And also our regular host. I am. That applause is very, uh, very boisterous in my ears. There, Corey, Love our it. sound engineer. I'm joined uh, by, of course, my usual co-host, Corey and Joel. Boys, how g'day. are we feeling? G'day, 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 g'day. How are you? The buy round is over. Yes, a grim sign of things to come. Life without football, even just for a week, it was it was awful. Well, the fake football is over. Of the home and away season, the fake football, uh, and now the <laughs> now the real football can well and truly begin. And all of our teams are in finals, boys. We are in our finals yeah. form. If I, I knew all it was going to take is starting a podcast, I would have done this ages ago. We, we've we've put the good juju into the air, but of course. Uh, yeah, Monty here is a devout Port supporter. Joel, devout St Kilda supporter. Corey and I are with the Pies. We are. We should kick off with a bit of footy news first, though, because yes. there's been a little bit this week. There's been a little bit. Has there anyone is. got any hot stories they want to lead the hour with? Well, we'll kick it off with the Pies. Yes. Um, they've broken the VFL, AFL members' record. Yeah, 106 odd thousand. 106,470 Magpie faithfuls. That's fucking heaps. D- it's a lot. And the MCG doesn't sit that much. No. So I don't know, how does that day. work? How does that work? If um, you're a member but you don't get guaranteed seats? Lower, lower tiered stuff, I believe, where yeah. um, you get a, just a couple of games a year or something. Get a little bumper or sticker. Nothing. That includes yeah. the dog memberships and stuff as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was a, I was a member for many years, not this year, um, but an interstate member, and it didn't give, sure, me, didn't give yeah, me any yeah. tickets at all but preference if yep. I was to buy one. Yeah, that's what's uh, ultimately like I've decided to not try and get tickets to the grand final this year, even though mm. there's a, a real chance that the Pies make it. I'm not a Pies member because I live in WA and it's like money's tight. Yeah, I mean the best the best way to do it actually is just to become a member of the West Australian Magpies Supporters Club. Yeah, Which okay. is, um, it's like 15 bucks and whatever pub they're at, you get a discount over the bar. Oh, hello. Plus whenever they play in Perth, you get uh, allocated tickets uh, for the cheer squad, plus 
if they make finals, they um, let you in to buy them before everyone else. So yeah, it's, only, okay. it's only 15 bucks. You're a port, shout me- out you're to a port the, member, uh, are you, Cora? Uh, uh, Monty? I am. A shout out to Peter Bellucci, the president of the WHU squad for the Collingwood Magpies. Peter oh. Bellucci. Oh. I thought it was that, r- that midget lady, the really short lady. No, I think you, Peter's uh, taken over. He's like we say little people. Lady. We say little people. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yes. He's my pool guy, actually, Peter. P- Peter. Oh, good man. We, uh, we have pool. a good yarn whenever he comes over. Interesting. I didn't know you were into billiards. What other sport, other football um, news, boys? No, I was going to say that my uh, being a WA cheer squad member, I'm I'm part of the committee for the Port Supporters Group. Yes. Um, My my own interstate membership is has a grand final guarantee. So beautiful. um, Should we make the grand final, I'm guaranteed a ticket. Um, But I think you have to. I think most clubs you can do that to pay extra, apart from Collingwood, West Coast, these sort of clubs that have. We can do Excess it, yeah. of 100,000 members. I think you can too, hey? Well, only as an interstate member. That's the only membership where you can guarantee a grand final ticket by paying extra. Well, yeah, okay. doesn't matter what level of other membership mm. you have. You're an interstate member. You can pay While we're on the pies. So I get, I while get we are on the Maggies. Some interesting uh, ins for what is t- uh, touted to be a very wet game. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're all touting to be quite wet on the weekend, uh, Cameron and Cox. Yeah. Guaranteed to play. Two rucks. Is that... An odd choice in a wet game. The two biggest blokes in the team. I think Cox, yes, because Cox... Yes. Uh, a lot of eyebrows are raised. A good Mason-Cox game is when he's taking marks in the air. Correct. And, fuck, it makes it a lot more difficult when the ball is slippery, when it's a bit moist out there. Yep. So, you know, I also think that Cox actually rucks pretty well against Gorn historically. I remember yep. one Queen's birthday game. I think it was last year's Queen's birthday. He really got the better of him physically in a few of those ruck contests. And, you know, maybe that's what Fly's thinking. But, but he, he is a proven finals performer. Yeah, that's it. He also. does have that. You know, it's uh, you, you just never know with Big Mason Cox. What's uh, another bit of footy news that we've got? Well, Benry, there's 23 sleeps to the grand final, but only one if you're Bomber Thompson. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are you making a methamphetamine That was joke? a meth joke, yes. Okay, and, yes. Uh, Boa uh, Thompson has been announced <laughs> to be presenting the Jock McHale uh, Coaches Medal to the uh, winning coach of the grand final. So one more sleep for a bomber there and yeah. he'll be up. I have not heard anything from Bomber Thompson. Hey. Was he like, involved in the court case as well? Well, yeah, he got Several. convicted for, yeah, for um, Did he go in or not? drug offenses. I, I don't I know don't so, if no. he got if he went to, went to no. jail. But, no, uh, I, from memory, he ended up passing the blame to somebody else, even though it was his house. Um, yeah, that was raided. The old, uh, the old Don McLean uh, yeah. defense. I, I think there was even Don some, Henley. Sorry, the there Don was even Henley some defense. text messages that came out. Like, he was well, there was a, there was a, um, a a clip that resurfaced from him on one of those footy shows, like on the couch or something, where they. This was in the midst of his football career, where it is now. I think you can put two and two together and say he might have been on drugs at the time he was coaching. Yes. Have uh, you seen him? Yeah. I mean, look, he's a look. very jittery man, but, you know, this is all a bit of conjecture for me. But they ask him, what do you want to do after coaching, Bomber? What do you think you're going to be doing? And he's like, oh, um, I might be a frozen water salesman. And they go, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, Mark? And he goes, ice. <laughs> No word of a lie. That is a real. That is a real thing he said. I'm going to sell ice, and they just go. All right. uh, Now, word from our sponsors, and that's it. Unbelievable. Joel, did you have a footy news uh, Uh, bumper uh, item there? Alex Rance. Oh, this is not real. It is. It's not real. It dead said. Tell me why it's real. 
he set up three schools. Or okay. a main school. I think, was he was a, I think he was an ambassador of sorts. Okay. He was involved in it. Okay, mm. so the idea is that 33-year-old Alex Rance is going to come out of retirement to play for the Gold Coast. No. No, no, oh, no, no. okay. No, All right. No. I thought Why? this what did was you think? I heard No, I heard AFL news outlets trying to push this today. Oh, God, no. Yes, no. okay. So right. he's opened a school, an AFL academy school. Okay. Mm. It's, a, it's an actual of... high school with a focus on AFL excellence. Oh, I didn't hear about this. My no. mistake. No, yeah. so he had basically you do half his day is footy training and the other half it's like maths, but it's put into sports and other things. Oh, dude, that's rad. But like, it's closed down. It would be rad if oh. it worked. Oh, so this was <laughs> – I thought he was about to open – it, so he has opened it and it's failed. Yeah, so yes. there's kids are going to graduate this year, year 12s. Yep. But year 11s next year are fucked. Have they just come out dumb as fuck because they haven't been going to class? <laughs> well, I went to school with Alex France. Same. So, uh, okay. You, well, you, you guys are around his age as well. He was in my year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Corey loved him. Two years. Yeah. Uh, I'm two years yeah, older. Education, uh, academia. Possibly not the strong suit. Okay, so, well, not... I'm shocked that a footballer is, uh, you know, not a not a scholarly man. Yeah, I, I I swear you've told me this before, and I've just forgotten about it now. Mm. Was he a gun then? He was a gun. Yeah, yeah. He he was very insulated with the cricket boys. He was in Sterling yeah. House, and the most of the boys in Sterling House in my year were very cricket and footy oriented boys. Sure, and he just hung out with them and them only. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, a bit of a wanker. Okay, all right. What, what other football news stories have we got? Daniel boys? Rich has um, given it a very a very emotional uh, retirement an, uh, announcement. Yeah, I shed a bit of a tear watching yeah, this Yeah, I one wasn't expecting today. it from, from Daniel Rich. But uh, we've got some stats here for Daniel Rich. 116 goals, 116 nice. behinds. Oh, Amazing. very but good. The, interestingly, out of his 116 goals, 65 of those were kicked from outside 50 metres. That's, yeah, that's a whopping 56%. I feel like him and Shannon Hearn are very paralleled on other si- opposite sides yeah. of the country. They're both that stocky sort of mid-sized defender. A nugget, if you will. A nuggety mid-sized defender, captain of their clubs. Daniel Rich was captain, right? Incorrect. Was Daniel Rich never captain? No. Okay, my mistake. Leadership group, though, definitely. Yeah, you'd yeah, you yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, you'd you think, think, so. think so. But can kick a 65-metre drop punt off a step. No, just a gun of a player. And I guess that can branch into the next bit of footy news. All of the delistings are now starting to kick off. Oh, you hate to see it, do you? You do hate to see it. Um, I don't. Uh, our boys are safe, I think. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, Paddy Parnell is in danger of getting delisted after his blistering twelve disposals against nah, uh, West Joe Coast. Joe Richards has got a contract. So. He's got. He's contracted. He's all good to go. Love that. Love who's, that. Who's been delisted? I noticed that there were some people. Uh, the, the Frio. I've not seen. Frio any. have delisted uh, Nathan Wilson, Travis Collier, which I think Collier. is Collier's been delisted. Wow. Yeah, and I've always thought Collier was a gun. Yeah, he's I thought still, he was half decent. He's still chopping up at, in the waffle. Yeah. Like, Didn't Fremantle give up a lot to get Nathan Wilson from – it was a GWS? I, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't remember what the trade that's, was. That's a shame. But a uh, little self-plug, I commentated the Peel Waffle team, had, uh, not go? this past weekend, the weekend before. It was amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, they got the win. Uh, this was the last round of the home and away season. Uh, and they've now since won their, uh, I believe, the qualifying final. But, yeah, I commentated a game where Will Brody was in the fucking guts and, like, he yeah. was chopping up one of the oh, best he's on great. ground. He's actually I can't underrated. believe he's not getting a game in the ones. Mm. Well, speaking, yeah. of, um, speaking of local footy, yes. I do have um, some news um, for a very high-tier league. The uh, Yanchep Redhawks, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we uh, 
reported that the blokes uh, got into finals. They're the under-14s, I believe. Yes. Uh, coached, coached by our good friend of the yes. show, Freddie. Yes, shout out Red So Hawks. Th- their finals campaign is coming along very swimmingly. They've um, they've won 51-32. They're into the bloody grand final, Oh, boys. go the Red Hawks. Now, Red Hawks, great name. And Yanship, up and coming area yeah. as now, well. Very at, up and coming if you want to build. They are playing the Joondalup Raptors. Oh, now, this, that is so this good. League, oh, wow. I don't know what's going on with the names, but they're all fire. Well, that's I feel like, you know, younger kids teams now, I think you're going to get it's going to get wackier and wackier. 10 years from now, we're going to get even crazier team names. So, than good this. luck. Good luck to uh, Freds and Gus and the Red Hawks. Hopefully they get the W next week at the Here's Grand Final. Here's a question. If we were coaching junior footy teams, we, what mascot would you name the team? Wombat. To think of, Wombat, Joel, what's a crazy one for you? Dolphins. But I think in general... Not crazy enough. I want crazier than <laughs> well, Dolphins. Imagine we just let Corey just pick the teams for an entire... No, I want, you, you, give me a crazier one than a Dolphin. We've got to think outside the box the here. Iguanas. Iguanas is good. Oh, there's the Dolphin sitting out <laughs> Cutting off the Iguana. What are you? What about you, Monty? What's a crazy I, I, one? I love the Raptors. That's Raptors real. is very good, isn't it? It's very good. Um... I'm always fond of wolves, so probably wolves. Yeah, wolves is, yeah. Wolves is I, I reckon I would go an, an Aussie native animal that just hasn't been picked by another team yet. And I think I've made this shout on the pod before. The cassowaries. Oh, I those think are would terrifying. Be, would be they a are sick terrifying. name. Prehistoric I'm looking very bird scared thing. Of cassowaries. Well, American college football also has a. There's so many college football teams that some of them just have wacky mascot names. Yep. And I was watching one. The other morning, because I'm trying to get Irish is my favorite. Fighting Irish Notre, Notre Dame. Dame, very very good. I was watching KO the other morning because I'm trying to watch more American football this year, and there was the Coastal Carolina Don't team. Say, yes, the Chanticleers. The Chanticleers. What the fuck it's is that? A mythical rooster. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's El like Diablo. a fabled rooster, like a buff <laughs> chook thing. So because I go for the Jags, um, there's a. a, a uh, American football coach J.R. Rogers, who also listens to the pod, shout out J.R. He he actually work. got me to go for for the um, Carolina Coastal. Oh, so they're your team, the Chanticleers. Technically, yeah, the because they went to interesting. So I'm, I've got to pick, a, I've got to pick a, a college. Yeah, it's a big buff rooster because yeah. that's what a Chanticleer is. I had to yeah. Google it, and it's a fable creature, like this yeah. big. As buff far thing. as college teams go, my favorite is the um, <laughs> the the Mormon guys. BYU. They don't have any black guys, and they get yeah. demolished in yeah. every fucking game. It is I, hilarious. I went on a big Mormon <laughs> deep dive because I've got a I've got a friend. Shout out Caleb, who's obsessed with the Mormon oh, church. I, I have, I have a real thing for cults, so yeah. I have gotten deep Hang into on, the what? Mormon thing. Yeah, well, they are a cult. Yeah. It's, it's true. So let's go. Any, any uh, well, more well, footy the, news before we move on? It's not delisting, but there's all the talk about Brody Grundy. Yes. yes. Are they going to play him? Are they not um, going to play him? I've got him? a bit of a fun one. Is he coming to port? The, well, go, on the Grundy one, before, oh, we get in, yep. before we get into that, like... Can you? I think he will go to Port. Well, apparently that he was spotted meeting the, uh, with Port Adelaide correct. people. Well, did, yeah, it's been confirmed. Now, it, I like, can is, confirm is, that. What, what's the what's the manners on that meeting with Port on the eve of a finals? Well, tilt. that makes me think that he's already been told he's not playing in yep, in, in, in the finals, would, would so, and he's yeah. not going to get the call up, which is just wild to it's me. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> but it's, it's so when, crazy. when this trade happened, and it was the I think the biggest trade of the off season in oh, my opinion. 100%. Grundy, like, arguably the for, for a while he was the best ruckman in the comp. Yeah, not just the calibre of player, but the drama surrounding the trade yes. with paying the salary yes. and um, the fallout. And I was inclined, very inclined, to give Melbourne. 
the coaching staff and the list management staff the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, they're going to figure this out and it's going to be scary when they these two are not. playing together. They did not figure it out. It's been no, a colossal didn't. fuck no. up. But we're so, very forgiving of it because well, it's Melbourne, I think. Yeah. So, Monty, well, how, well, how does Grundy uh, slide into port in your eyes? So, I, I know... I'm just thinking that perhaps Fremantle were thinking the same thing when they wanted to do Darcy and Jackson. Yeah. And they may have been preemptive towards that. Well, that's worked better. It has worked better and it's probably worked. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. Grundy doesn't want to play forward. He wants to play a pure ruck. And then if he does play in a final series for Melbourne, it's unlikely that he's going to be able to play predominantly as a ruck. Um, Caroline Wilson. Said the other night. We love her. We Caro's do Caro. love Caro. We do love her. Strong, um, independent woman. She, <laughs> she did say that she actually um, compared when Geelong went to poach Travis Boak. Uh, oh, um, I forgot about in that. In the yes. dark days because <laughs> yes. she broke the news on that and said it was uh, unbefitting did. of a club to go and do that. Uh, and on uh, a couple of nights ago, Craig Hutchinson asked Caro, well, what's the difference between that and Grundy sitting down with Kenny and Connor and Zach yep. and having a chat about next year? Well, she said that the, in her opinion the difference was Port Adelaide was on its knees back then, financially, personnel, everything. was mm. The club yep. was a shambles. To steal, to try and take their most up-and-coming best player yep. would have been a you know, colossal... A problem for Port yeah. Adelaide. It's contextually exactly. different. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. contextually speaking, um, Grundy is not getting a game. He's not getting a game and Melbourne do not need him it at is, the moment. It is one of the, as you already said, Ben, it's one of the most mind-blowing things ever. Yeah. That a guy like Grundy who just yesterday was celebrated as one of the most unreal players in the league yes. can't get a and it's, game. And it's the only team that would lock him out because you <laughs> look at... Hell. Because it's the... Uh, He's just not getting a game because Max Gorn exists. Like that is that yeah, is the only 100%. Ruckman that could kick him out of the team because that's the way Melbourne play is defensively Max mm. Gorn is so integral to the way they set up uh, behind the ball and they are baiting teams to kick it long down the line where Max Gorn is that intercept marker. Grundy can't really do that. No, it's can't. never been his strength in his game is, is, is his marking in, uh, overhead. It's really one of the only weaknesses in his game as a ruckman. So, like, fuck, I hope he gets games so wherever he goes. If he does go to Port, it, it poses the question, well... Well, Lysette's got to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they've offered him a bugger all contract. Basically, mm-hmm. Lysette, that is, yeah, yeah okay. So he'll probably end up playing twos. Um, his body's if he's pretty shot. So, yeah. here's the thing we've got a finals campaign going now. We're going to get Lysette's body right. Most likely, I think Scott will come in this week. We've also got big Jezza Finlayson as a backup, yeah, Hello. Which, uh, pod favorite, uh, Jeremy Finlayson. Jezza. The Mason you Cox of Port up, Adelaide. You need to pick up your game, buddy. Oh, you're whoa, calling him out. You're calling him out. This is a, this is a pro Finlayson space. We, we are, are in here. all about I love him. the Finn I love around him. here. He's just, this is a finals campaign. He's going to need to <sighs> to fire. So we will be getting into the finals. <laughs> Tactical predictions. We're going to be I having just, more hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. I just now, think that that with if, if Lysette doesn't get a uh, contract for next year, We've got the other three young boys. We've got Bryn Tickle. Mm. I always forget Bryn Tickle exists. Dante Vicentini, who showed some signs. Good what name. a name. Good name. What a name. Very good yes. name. And Sam Hayes, whose his tap work is unreal. Yeah. Now but um, clubs are going to come after him. Correct. So clubs are going to either come after them or 
they just don't have the tank around the ground. Mm. Yeah. And putting Brody in a midfield with Jason Orn Francis, Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, Ollie Wines, good God. Now that boys. is fucking but terrifying. Let's be honest, how what are you paying to get him? As in draft pick wise? Because you don't have anything. No, we don't, and we just signed Charlie Dixon for another year, and we've just signed on Mitch Georgiades for four. So you've got to make another move somewhere so some, to get yeah the, to well, get as something. As far as the trade gear. goes, they don't have picks to trade at the moment. No, yeah. we don't have picks, and we and we've signed on a lot of key personnel. Miles Bergman signed on, and Mitch has signed on. To probably that that would have been the big one for Mitch to come home. Now, boys, yeah, boys, way, boys, but boys. He's so happy. Yes. We're, we're at risk of dwelling on um, Port Adelaide for too Sorry, long. Sorry, my man. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so let, me, right. let me launch us into a bit of a fun one. Um, I love the uh, the AFL subreddit. Oh, it's, we, I, it's, I do It's too. a treasure trove. Yes, yes. And one of my favourite parts of the year is LOL of the year. Yes. It's a great yes. time of the year where you can There was a lot of candidates back this year. at some of the funniest moments of the year. Now, they've yeah. announced it. And well, were there nominations? Yeah. Were well, there's, there? a yeah, top, okay. there's a top ten here that I'm going to race through. Let, yes, please. Okay, number ten. Fremantle dropping from fifth to fourteenth and giving Melbourne a bonus top five draft pick in the Luke Jackson trade. That very funny. That is very funny. Number nine. Yes. The launch of the video game AFL 23, <gasps> which was funny, <laughs> which was a very uh, tumultuous, let's say, and still to this day it doesn't, I get, doesn't when, work when, well. when I do go on Twitch, which is very rarely these days, but you mm. can follow me, Ben, in the booth. I uh, get people going, "When are you going to play the yeah. NFL 23?" I'm like, I'm not fucking lot. playing. <laughs> it's um, a now, piece of this, shit. Number it's eight, kill my TV. Yeah. Number eight is what I thought honestly would win. Uh, the Gabba for failing to pay their utility bill in March. Oh, the lights. <laughs> now this was. F- Unbelievable when it I happened. I thought this was last year because it's so long ago. Well, it I happened last it... year as well. Yes. It happened yes. twice. I was oh. in Sydney, I think, at the time texting you boys on a flight yeah. because I had enough reception <laughs> just to get, like, receive messages but I couldn't send them back. Yeah. And I was trying to get the score update and you boys were just sending it through, like, this, the, it's, yeah. it's, 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 nothing's happening. Now, nothing's number happening. seven, uh, Geelong for missing the top eight as reigning premiers. As, uh, as Father Time... Father Time came to collect his debts on the Cats after the Premiership win plus 16 consecutive wins to end 2022, starting 0 for 3 for the first time since 1976, missing the top eight for the first time since 2015 and recording their biggest losing season since 06. But... Grind Myers broke the goal assist record. So, you know, so, that can't be lol of the year. Uh, number but, six, but, Essendon losing by 126 points to the Orange team in Sydney with their season on the line, yeah. which also featured an all-time banner sledge from the Giants. And Essington added to this all-time great moment six days later by wearing seatbelt guernseys against Collingwood and producing a car crash of a performance <laughs> to finish 2023. Corey, didn't Geelong lose to both GWS and Gold Coast in the same season? Yes, it's the first time that that's happened, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, and doesn't yes. anybody and who would, loses to both of them? They can't. No, they, they, can't, they, can't they, they never get in. Put a line through them. Put a line through them. Uh, the the Essington five. one for me is number one. Yes. Because it's, now, a lot of comments in, in, the, in this thread, they... They didn't want to give it to Essington because it, Essington basically wins Lola of the Year every, every year. Every year, yes, yes, um, yes. Okay, so the, here's the top five. Jared Waitley for <gasps> melting oh, down on Twitter about the fake Brian Myers, Lionel Messi Could quote. be number one. Like, yeah. could absolutely yeah. <laughs> be number one. Now, this is one of my favourite stories of the year. Old man not understanding I social just, media. It, Hilarious. There, there was, I mean, I know it's it's like shooting fish in a in a barrel. Yeah, low here, hanging but fruit. It was Still funny, funny for so many different reasons. Funny yeah. from many 
angles. Yeah. But From Jared, angles. Jared not understanding shit posting and yeah. all of the shit posting brigade coming after him. Jared, you can't say shit posting. You, you, can't, you can't say shit posting, Jared. And, and him like doubling down and telling people to delete the tweet, like fucking so. And the guy, good. the guy clapping back and being like, "Yo, dude, I'm at chill. work. Jared, I'm at work." work. <laughs> Number four, can't believe it. Number four, another media lightning rod, uh, Joel's mate, Damien Barrett. First, he's in twice. He is close personal friends with Joel. For his statement that Hawthorne were committing a form of tanking a mere two rounds into the season, (laughs) only for the Hawks to blow it up in his face by improving and winning seven games, defeating both Collingwood and Brisbane in the process, ultimately winning more games than West Coast and North combined. Now, he's in for a second one here. Um, Damien Barrett with a double. Yeah, the, the double header for number four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and number three. Uh, it was his comment, uh, comments about North Melbourne should be stripped of pick one before they'd even played the Suns in round 23 <laughs> because they were apparent certainties to lose, only for the Roos to win against the Suns and jump to 17th. It's just he, he's a, he's addicted to taking they've, L's, they've Damien Barrett. Very, he's addicted to it. In, in a very funny statement, they've said... Uh, he would have gone up to number two, but undeserved attention is what he craves. So he sits at number four. Yeah. Uh, yeah number yeah, three, yeah. the AFL itself for multiple fuck-ups throughout the year, <laughs> namely the MRO being repeatedly shit-canned at the tribunal. Yes. The tribunal for getting repeatedly suplexed by Carlton's lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Carlton Plus lawyers. Plus their repeated chucking good. of umpires under the bus and the cherry on top was, of course, the goal. The yeah, arc the, being the so arc utterly review. inept that not using it after an obvious mistake in calling a goal was hitting the post ended Adelaide season. <sighs> So the top two, we have North Melbourne losing to Sydney in round 10 after they miscounted how many interchanges they had left. Oh, I forgot about this. I forgot about the interchange. With the 76th interchange giving Sydney a free kick plus 50-meter penalty to take the lead with a minute left, which turned out to be the second luckiest moment to win the Swans a game in 2023. That Oh, my God. Just just on that one as well, that's the day that Sydney started their run towards the finals. Yeah, it kicked off off that streak, didn't it? That bloke miscounting. Is mm. what started Sydney to where they are. It's now. a real butterfly effect moment. So they've been the ve- the beneficiary of that moment yep. and the fucking shitty goal review as well, like non goal review. Th- is this the luckiest eighth finish ever, yep. listeners? I think so. Now I think so. The winner of uh, the AFL subreddit, I'm, I'm 2023 lol of the year. The Western Bulldogs for losing oh. to West Coast in round 23 yep. in the upset of the yeah. century and missing the finals as a result. Unbelievable. Yeah, what a year. What a year for me. What a year for shithousery. Um, and uh, there's there's really no results. Is there any more footy news you've well, got there, Joel? Any results, items? I think we can go through the awards and the All-Australian. Yes, that is, of course, the top of the news. The All-Australian team and the AFL awards were presented. We owe Joel $50 because Machito Owens finished top three in, in the, the Rising three, Star. Yeah. He did so. Fifty bucks from each of us. Uh, can't believe it. We'll, ca- we'll, ca- we'll cop it back in a. In well, a, I know uh, you can. Yes. We'll cop it back in a wager. We will cop enough. it back. We will cop it back. But we can give it to him on the last day of the season when we do our special uh, on the uh, Sunday after the grand final, the day after. But what did we think of the All Australian team, boys? I didn't mind it. You know, it was well, pretty, pretty Toby good. Toby Green as captain. Yeah, deserving. I was Cal Wilkie in the in the forty four. Yeah. 
Yes. That's how you I, end up I, in the 22. No, no, but I, I thought I didn't see Cal Wilkie in the 44, but no. I saw him in the 22 and I was like, yeah. oh, what's going on? No, there? well deserved. Like, well oh, deserved for the, for the spot. Um, so, in defence, I'll run through. Yeah, yeah, go You've for got it. Sisley, Wilkie, Tom Stewart, Dan mm. Houston, Darcy Moore and Jackson Clare. See, I like the back line, but looking at them on stage... It's quite a short back line apart from Darcy Moore. Yes. Darcy Moore does tower over oh, the rest Cicely's of them. Sicily's got a bit of Cicely's size. Sicily's only like no. my height. He's, 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 na- he's naggedy. He's, no, he's like, he's like 187, 188. See, Ben appears tall because you're quite short. <laughs> that, well, it's, it's all yeah. relative. <laughs> but I think it could it, like I would put Wilkie to the bench as a backup defender just because the way I design my All-Australian teams is you want them to play a game and I think a tall forward line would be a bit of a mismatch against these guys and I would maybe replace... Um, Tom Stewart. Not Yeah, maybe replace Tom Stewart with like a Weedering or something. No. I think Weedering. I, I, think, I think Tom Stewart's an absolute lock. He, I don't he think was, he's a lock. Uh, he was I don't think he's a lock. He was I'm not mad at him being there, but he's the. if I was going to edge anyone the out of it, The entire Geelong um, game plan is formulated around him. That's yes. how, that is and how, how did that go? Not great. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go great. great. I'm very pro Tom Stewart, but I just I thought I would have picked other guys over him this year. Going to the midfield now, Joel. Uh, so we've got two genuine wingers for the first time. Woo! So oh, happy. So happy. Praise uh, Jesus. Joshie Dacos and Errol Goulden on either wing. Yep. Um, literally could not pick any others. Um, and there's a few that, like, this was a year that really there was yep. a handful of people that could have done it. Yes. Do um, we have our All-Australian list and we can marry it up to this one? Is this on uh, We did the mid-year one, but that'll be, oh, that'll be in our notes somewhere. Yeah, that'll yeah, be in yeah. our notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for the rest of midfield, you've got Bont and Pelly, Zach Butters, Tim English and Nicky Dacos. Yeah. Uh, again, like it's it's very, very safe and very, good. Very good good picks. Yeah. Good picks. No, you can't argue with it. No, absolutely not. Uh, forward line, you've got Connor Rosie, Christian Petrarca, Taylor Walker, Charlie Cameron, Charlie Kerno, and Toby Green as See, the captain. See, I, I don't really like Rosie off a half-forward flank here. I agree he mm. should be in the All-Australian team, but mm. he's not a forward. He spent about 10% of this year as a forward. Yeah. And it's another case of this is where I would put Grian Myers. I'm not saying that Grian Myers has had a better season than Connor Rosie. I'm glad he did But he spent more time forward. He's spent way more time forward and he's broken the assist record as a half forward. Yep. So, like, that's the case I would make. Like, put Rosie to the bench and then put Brian Myers on the flank. I'd even have Charlie Cameron out. Personally. I would have Charlie Cameron out as well. There's other guys you could put in Charlie Cameron's spot, even though he always gets his goal tally. Yep. Um, yeah, you could you could have maybe a maybe Larky on the field, uh, yeah, Larky on the field, field instead. Yeah. Of, yeah, have three tools. Yeah. Well, getting to that, the interchange you had Jordan Dawson, Nick Larky. Zach Merritt and Caleb Sarong, which was probably the pick that I yeah. disagree. And again, with most. it's three midfielders and a forward. Like it's where's your backup defender? But Where, I don't agree you know, Sarong for the team. I don't agree either. I agree. Yeah, it's he had a great year, but it's just they needed to chuck him in because I think he had the most disposals, and that was their logic. You know, they were, we needed another midfielder. It's again very mid heavy, but. The, that's the only gripe I honestly have with this team. Looking at it on the field, I'm like, that's fine as a starting 18. Bench is not a functional bench, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, love it. Who would we have on our bench? Who would you slot in there, boys? You each get to change. Well, let's pick our bench here, uh, all four of us. Pick a player. Well, I so immediately put Libba in. Libba on the bench Libber, for you? I think Libba was, for me, the biggest omission. Yep. Um, so I'd, I immediately would have him in. Um, and I'll take – for my bench, I would like to have – Someone from each 
line. That's what I think as well. Yeah, so correct. you pick you pick a midfielder in Libba? Yes. Joel, you reckon? Well, I would have put a Ruckman in Marshall. I okay, well, you, you pick the Ruckman. Call. We'll go yeah. r- r- uh, a Ruckman. No, you, you pick a forward. You pick Moxie. a forward or a defender. I'll go whatever, you, base it off of what you pick with uh, my one. Yeah, I'd, I'd have Sarong out and I'd, I'd have... Sam Taylor in. Yeah, okay. Love it. Interesting. So I'll pick a backup forward. Yes. Hard not to go past um, Nick Larkey, who was already on the bench, but if yeah. I wasn't going to go with Nick Larkey, either Oscar Allen or Grian Myers. Yeah, one, like one of the two of take, them. Take Agreed. Myers because he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's your boy. He's your boy. He's your boy. have to have Grian. He didn't even make the 44. I'm pissed off still. There yeah, was boys. other awards. There was other awards. There was. So Coleman obviously went to Kerno. AFL Players Association MVP was Bontempelli. Yes, fair call. Uh, best captain, also Bontempelli. I thought that should have gone to Darcy Moore, honestly. Yeah, like, I would I, have thought... I, Again, I'm being very one-eyed, but fuck. Like, it's... It's not one-eyed if it's legitimate. It, he was the captain of the best team. Yep. And I, I thought the way he conducted, him, conducted himself... Not only on the field as a basically a coach, the way he organises yeah, the back just, line. As, as a half backman or, or full backman, you are intrinsically a better captain and also, because you can see the entire field. And also every time he got the opportunity to make a speech after we won a big game, exactly. literally you could not get a better ambassador for the club, for the game no. as a whole. No, everyone, he's fantastic. Everyone fucking loves he's fantastic. him. Everyone loves him. So that's who I would have picked, my special boy. Uh, next up. Alrighty, AFL Coaches Association Awards. So that was Zach Butters. Yes, it was. Mm. Yeah. Along with Most Courageous. Was also yeah, Zach honestly, I was surprised about the Most Courageous, yeah. but then I thought about it and went, yeah, I, I don't mind I don't know. Zach, please. Told you this before. <laughs> wear a mouth guard. There you yeah, go. he doesn't, he doesn't wear a mouth guard. I'm guilty of no. not wearing a mouth guard as well. That is insane. Well. Yeah. Uh, Monty also had up in his phone before about Jesus another award. Butters won. Yep. What's hey, he Butters? So Zach Butters also uh, won the Lou Richards Award for Most Valuable Player in the AFL and won yeah. a one hundred thousand wow. dollar Lexus. Wow, Alexis. Like that. That's Ooh. the best paying award. Hello. Like it's probably so the best who does who does the Lou Richards Award? Who's the uh, footy on nine? Oh, it's the yeah. Channel Nine one, yeah. that's yeah. right. Lou Richards, legend of the Collingwood Football Club. Uh for most courageous, the nominees were, if I remember correctly, Maynard was in there. I'd see I would immediately um, take Brazzy Maynard. I I mean, it depends on what you mean by courageous. I think Zach Butters gets courageous points because he's got such a cute face and he's so small and he yeah. throws himself. I think at when it he gets hit, it immediately looks, it looks more courageous. It looks more courageous, like a restless selling, because Butters is such yeah. a cute little and boy. And Maynard looks like the bloke that would And Maynard him. is a heel. Maynard is yeah. absolutely a Maynard heel. Maynard looks like the bloke in year ten that beats you up when you're in year nine. Yeah. I think I did get beaten up by Braden Maynard in year nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was there any more? If you're out there, the Brazzy, we love yeah. you. We do love so you. So a few more here. Best first year player was obviously Sheasel. Yeah, and then the, the star was Sheasel, Ashcroft, Machito Owens in third, and Jai Amos in fourth. Yep, love it. Um, and uh, Darcy Wilmot in in uh, fifth, yeah, I believe. Yeah, good nice. shout, Darcy Wilmot. Yeah, he's he's he got in there, season. didn't he? Yeah. Um, lastly, we got the goal of the year finalists. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay, today. yeah. Who are they? So Will oh, it's Ashcroft. It's got to be Ashcroft. Yeah, Ashcroft with the karate. Yeah. yeah. Paul Curtis for his goal against Sydney in round 10. I can't remember what now, that one looked like. I was ki- finalising our MP- MVP votes for the pod oh, today. Don't, don't spoil anything. No, no, don't I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm so but excited. there was one name that jumped out at me uh, when I was running through it and it was Paul Curtis. Did He he racked up a bit towards I th- the I end. Think, Did he get well, a vote? I think he got... A vote. Or yeah, maybe. no, Monty gave him some. Yeah, Monty I, gave him some. I yeah. saw in Monty's thing, 
P. Curtis. And I thought, who the fuck is that? <laughs> who the fuck is Paul Curtis? And I looked well, it up and it, it, indeed there was this goal. Well, yeah, he um, he actually played a blinder against the Eagles. I was I saw that. Is your mic not working, Monty? I so, oh, oh, she's done. I think it's, con- it's, it's conked out. Uh, That's okay. But um, the, the other one that – do you remember when I picked Finn McGuinness? Randomly, oh, yes, and you guys yes. like, who the hell is Finn McGinnis? And then next week I was picking him. Yeah, yep. like weeks later he did the tagging masterclass on Nicky Dacos and I'll never forget who Finn McGuinness is again. Yeah, yeah I, don't think, I don't think that's working, Corey. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we, we, we've had technical difficulties. Go um, on, the next one, Joel. Last goal was Dan Houston's one against the Bombers uh, to win the game in round 16. Dan Houston, yeah, yeah the after the siren. That was outside 50, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, brilliant well, goal. A, a very good classic it, goal. It's between that and the Ashcroft one, I reckon. The uh, to the, my mind, it's Ashcroft every day of the week. That yes. was spectacular. It was one of the best I've ever seen. The degree yeah. of difficulty. And you, you have, have to, to watch it a couple of times and in slow motion to really see exactly what he actually did. And yes. he totally meant it too. He fucking did. No, he, totally he, he actually did. Yeah. You can see his eyes look Bang. to the goals as he's doing it and he's like, I'm going to fucking ping here. And he, for an 18-year-old to be pulling those uh, those sorts of goals out. Absolutely wild. Is, uh, is that all the awards? I yes, at this think stage. so. Okay. Well, I've got an interesting one here. Before we uh, inevitably dive into the finals predictions, um, I've got a we, we love a bit of history here. Yes. We we love a bit of history. And um, the Williamstown Football Club, which I believe was the original feeder club for uh, our beloved Pies, um, the president, uh, the longtime president of Williamstown, He's an avid historian. Yes. And um, he's written a book uh, back in the 80s, I believe he wrote this book. But uh, he has a passion and that passion is for a very iconic Australian man, one Ned Kelly. Oh, lovely. I I understand. Now. I understand Ned Kelly obsession. Trevor Monty is the president or former president rather of the Williamstown Football Club. And uh, I'm just going to read this out to you and – Take this with a grain of salt because at the end I'm going to tell you something else about this story. All right. Williamstown's longest-serving president, Trevor Monty, has a keen interest in the famous Australian bush ranger, Ned Kelly, and was adamant that Kelly played 11 games with the oh, Seagulls in 1873 as a tough centre-half back with unconventional tactics. Oh, my God, he, I love that. He goes on to elaborate that uh, Ned Kelly headbutted a man in yep. a game. That's, yep. that's what well, unconventional tactics the means. That wouldn't he might, it would have helped, but honestly wouldn't have been out of place Furthermore, in 1800s football. he was on track to winning the club best and fairest award before being reported for headbutting the emergency umpire in his <laughs> last game and was subsequently suspended for six matches. Kelly, Only six matches. For Kelly was just 17 when he was imprisoned from June 1873 to January 1874 on the floating prison hulk Sacramento, wow. which was docked at Port Gellibrand. He came ashore each day to work on construction of the seawalls and later on the artillery bunkers adjacent to the football ground. Kelly was returned to Pentridge after his prison stint at Williamstown and then immediately went back to the family home in Greta in Victoria's northeast upon his release. Trevor Monty wrote the first official summary of the Kelly trial, which was published in 1981, and he has maintained an intense interest in the bush razor ever since. Dude, Monty, what a king. Now, What a king. Listen. Thank you. Yes. The problem, (laughs) the only problem with this amazing and very interesting story is that dozens of historians have come out and said it's 
factually incorrect. Eggheads, fucking nerds. Ned he Kelly played footy. Ned Kelly was a centre half. Ned back, Kelly I believe it. never played for Williamstown. Oh, get out! No, I want to believe. Now, there's X-Files. so many holes. He wasn't in the area at the time. Shit. And also, the, the story about him headbutting an umpire and being suspended. There was no match review. Oh, fucking! There was no such thing as a tribunal. I at that, that, want that to time. believe this so bad. So I, I'm backing you in now, Trevor Monty. Everybody has tried to tell Trevor Monty <laughs> this. Since the eighties, and he's not having a bar of it. He's been going on about Appa- this for four years. Apparently, you can you can email him, go meet we up with him, him see, him at, see him at we functions. Should, we should get and him on the pod. And he will tell you black and blue in the until he's black and blue in the face. Yes, he believes how it. Ned Kelly played eleven games for Williamstown when all of the facts and everyone else I'll, in the world is I'll, telling him we'll it didn't get, happen. I'll, I'll reach out to him. We'll get him on the pod, and my first question <laughs> will be to him, Trevor. Why has the fake news media targeted you so much? I'm with you, Trevor. Can you tell us about the conspiracy to erase history that Ned Kelly was a gun footballer? I like that. So should we go into perhaps uh, the MVP award, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, now, we've we had a bit of technical difficulty with Monty's microphone still being conked out. but That's he's just right. We're just yeah, doing a little Lady and the Tramp sharing with, uh, with now, like it's a piece of spaghetti I, with this uh, Joel's microphone here. I have a um, I have a spreadsheet here. I'm just going to switch to screen share so that uh, any v- uh, video viewers can see this. Yes. Now, okay. Boys, I've got it here. Wow. Uh, I'm going to give you before we go to the top. Yep. I'm going to start at the bottom. Oh, love this. Because love this. there is uh, 21 players that managed to poll a single vote. Yes. And I, I think that, I think vibes. That, I think that they just need a bit of a shout yes, out here. Yes. Let's do it. So if any names jump out at you here, feel free. To just say a couple yep. of words about them. Yep. Uh, so these these guys have all got a single vote. For On, in no year. particular order. In no particular order. Nick Holman. Oh, that was from me. That was from me. Really good pressure half forward. Ed Richards. Oh, that would be from you. Ash Johnson. <laughs> oh, I gave him a vote for taking a good mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Redman. Oh, that would have been from me. Harry Himmelberg. This one's shocking. Darcy Fogarty. Only, oh, only one. Only one. Jacob Wiedering. Uh, Brad Crouch. Did Wiedering literally have finished the year on a single, single vote. vote? Single vote. And Crouch from Joel, Brad Crouch, of course. Mac Andrew. Yep. Gary Rowan. I'm surprised he got one. Wow. <laughs> Jake Lever. A Lever. It's a thankless job. Yeah, uh, back that in was defense. for the mustache, I think. That uh, one Ed Langdon, who yep. had a not a great year. Yep. Uh, Christian Salem. Oh. Willie Rioli. That was from me in the last round. It was from you. Jamie Cripps. Yes. Um, Brody Kemp. Uh, oh, Will, yes. Will Haywood. Uh, Alex. Is it Alex Witherden? Yes. Alex Witherden. Yes. Uh, ben King, um, yep. Aaron Core, and Noah Bolter. Aiden yep. Core. Aiden so, Core. Aiden Core. My mistake. So I would say 18 out of those 21 were from me. <laughs> you, just, you do love the, the I single love, voters. I love you the, do love them. I love do the love random them. single now, vote getter. There's 141 players here that have polled votes. Oh, you, this is an immense spreadsheet. Uh, any, anyone viewing it. this on YouTube will be looking at this right now. Uh, so we'll go up to the top 20. Yeah, we'll, 20. We'll let's, race let's through 20 to, 20 to 10 and then we'll go yep. a bit more yep. in depth. Oh, I'm so excited. We got, have so, we got any background music we can oh, do yeah, sure. for, the, uh, um, for the votes and announcements? Because it's a special a occasion, look. ladies and gentlemen. It's a very special occasion. Oh, yes. All right. Ooh, Monty's so, here. We're in the mood. At number 20, we have Matt Rowell with oh, 18, 18 votes. He snuck he in. He snuck in. Uh, well, it's a tie, actually. Jordan Dawson's got 18 as well. Yep, Rowell and Dawson. Uh, 
Jack Sinclair, 19 votes. Hey. Well deserved. Luke Jackson, 23 votes, all by, all by me. That is actually all you. <laughs> all by me. You've, you've, you've nudged him in there. 17, Tex Walker on 24 votes. Yeah, very well deserved. All against 16, West Coast. Nick Martin, 24 votes. So that's Martin tied. off a wing. Yeah. Uh, that's what yeah. we also forgot for with, Also with 24 votes, uh, Dan Houston at 15. Yes, love Dan Houston. 28 votes. Number 14, Charlie Kerno. Oh, Coleman medalist. Coleman. That get, that's only good for 14. Only good for 14. All against West Coast. Yeah. 29 votes at 13. Jordan Degoe. Oh, started, started very strong with the voting. <laughs> Tapered off. Was suspended as yes, well, which yes. didn't, didn't help. He probably could have gone Absolutely deserved the suspension as well. 30 votes at number 12. Max Gorn. Oh, I okay. can't. See, where is Tim English in our list? Because Max Gaunt should have, may have edged him out in uh, our Australian. I will game. tell you where. I will tell you where oh, Tim English is. Really? Do I know if he's in the top twenty or not? Thirty-four votes, number eleven, Errol Goulden. Oh, I thought he would be higher. I thought Goulden would be way higher. Only got the thirty-four higher. votes. Now the top ten. Oh, here yep. we go. It's uh, this is actually a tie between ten and eleven. Yeah, uh, LDU thirty-four votes. All in the first five weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's opening I'm looking, few rounds. I'm looking at the voting here, and it yeah, it definitely did come a bit later. Uh, number nine, thirty-four votes tied with LDU, Toby Green. Oh, okay. So not, right. bad. Yep. not bad. I thought Toby would be higher. This is very yeah. very surprising okay. to me. Number eight, again with 34 votes. So that's four players with 34 votes so yeah. far. Zach Merritt. Oh, Merritt, yeah. Very yeah. consistent yeah. here in the midfield. He's been flying under my radar. Yeah. 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 Uh, 36 votes at number seven. One James Sicily. Yeah, very, very well good. deserved very from good. Sicily. Very good. Yeah. Now we go up to number six, a man who started extraordinarily On strong. On fire. Yes. 36 votes. Jeremy Cameron. Oh, wow. he still finished in the... What position is that? He's in the six. sixth. So out of the top five, he, but my goodness. He did not poll votes for... From round five all the way to round 22. Holy shit. He did not poll any votes <laughs> wow. and still finished sixth. All you need is a couple of perfect weeks. That's all you need. Number five, 37 votes. Tim Taranto. Yes. Unlucky not to get All-Australian, but he dipped off at the end of he the did. year. He did, he did. Yeah. Number four, with 46 votes, Zach Butters. Yay. Oh, Butters. Wow. Very good. Thought he would be two, honestly. Now, we've got the top two here. No, top three. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every number I've said, subtract one, because the first cell, <laughs> number one is actually number two. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that means ooh, if we go back, Errol Goulden is in the top ten. Okay, yes. Thank God, Errol. Okay. Thank God. Number two, with 66 votes, Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, oh, yes, yes. And that can only leave one man on a shocking 127 <laughs> votes, Nick Dacos. Well, well done, Nick. He I'm, has doubled. I am shocked. He's doubled him. I can't believe he won it. Um, <laughs> I'm. This is. There's so many people to thank. Uh, now, thank you, Craig McRae. I did contact um, the Collingwood Media Department, and I was in conversation with them about um, Nick accepting this award. But throughout the negotiations, they did ghost me. So, uh, so it, it didn't uh, happen. To quote the great Paul McCartney in the middle of negotiations, <laughs> you break down. You break now, down. Collingwood before we Media get off Department. this, some interesting things. A perfect, a perfect uh, week um, is in our system is twenty votes. Yeah, all four of us give them a give five, the five votes. Yeah, this happened uh, four times. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron in round four, 
got the perfect 20. Yep. Nick Dacos in round six got the 20. I believe that was Anzac Day, wasn't yeah. it? And he yes. got 17 the week before, which is <sighs> uh, Zach Butters in round 10. Um, uh, Melbourne. Got the 20. Yes. 42 and 2. Um, and that's it. There wasn't four. There was only three. Yes. I, I thought Errol Goulden got close one week, didn't uh, he? Errol Goulden, I will tell you, he did not. The I highest, just feel the like The highest Errol he got was 13. Sicily. Hogan got close one week. And then Hogan did get it. close one week. Monty fucked yeah. it up. And didn't Sicily, Sicily got close one week too. Yes, he did. And yeah. yes, someone he did. cooked it. I think well, what a, what account, and it's been a pleasure to vote every week. And I think we've put together a pretty good top twenty, to be honest. Like yeah, it's a bit, agreed. it's a bit outlandish, it's a bit out there, but you know, it's uh, it's good. And it's, I think uh, it's been a joy to vote and to to um, watch the count just spiral out of control in yeah. Dacos's favour. Yes. So if we're going to make a prediction for who's going to win it next year, boys. Who do we think? Nick Dacos. Well, who's voting? Who's oh, got anything to do with Corey? We should tell. <laughs> well, we should I tried tell, to not uh, vote Collingwood. We should tell the listeners that this award, the Barely Touched Him MVP award, um, will be named after the inaugural winner. It is so now the Nick Dacos the Nick trophy. Dacos medal. Or medal or, is it medal or trophy? I think medal I rolls off the tongue a the bit Nick better. The Nick Dacos medal. Yeah, the, yep. Nick, the Barely Touched Him uh, Nick, well, so whatever, we'll, we'll come up with the official name, but yes. it will be named after Nick Dacos. Yes. So... My tip for the Nick Dacos uh, award, medal, trophy, what have you, brooch next uh, next year. I'm going to tip Errol Goulden for it next year. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think Sydney are still in their premiership window and I think they're going to push top four and Errol will just be smashing five-vote games, smashing them. Monty and Joel, what are you boys reckon? Well, I just reckon I'm going to vote for Jack Sinclair every week. He got high. Five. He got high this um, year. But another thing uh, is, do we have a cameo account? As in, does Nick Dacos do cameos? I don't we, think he does. What we could do is we could like get him to accept this. I'm not above paying him to do that. Yeah, that we, yeah, we could absolutely do that. So if you're not going to pick Sinclair, a non-Saints oh, player, look, to get it at the, the award next honestly, year, honestly, with Corey voting, I'm just going to say Dacos. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's, it's a it's, safe bet. It's a very safe bet, but we also have. Uh, I, I'd like to think my votes weren't as biased for Collingwood no, no, this they year. Weren't. Mine was very right down the middle, uh, but you couldn't deny Nick Dacos on some occasions. He was fucking. He was ripper. Monty, who's your tip? Um, I think Will Ashcroft is actually gonna. Well, he's he's done his I mean, ACL. He's done his oh, ACL. Hang on, so he's out for the whole. He's year, out for he? pretty much the whole year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, he did his ACL oh, late in the year, so yeah, he'll miss a that. lot. He'll miss a lot of footy. I forgot about that in the twenty twenty four season. Oh, to my mind, it's Nick Dacos back to back. Yep, easy done. Back to back, easy done. Get it? Easy yeah, done. Probably. It be could be. It could be. And uh, you know, I could be wrong on this one, but I reckon actually, Horn Francis might come out of there. Horn Francis. I've been really impressed with the back half of the year from him as well. Yeah, 100%. Like he, he's he, matured he, a lot. He showed it in spurts in the front half, but when when he's on and he's getting the footy and attacking the contest, he looks like a complete player. Like every bit of a number one pick. And we'll, we'll yeah. get into it in the in the predictions. Um, yes, oh, I, can't I will wait. delve. But now, after the uh, the final check-in with the Barely Touched Him MVP voting award, we go back into the flagship segment of the Barely Touched Him podcast. It is, of course, Adopt Your Boy. Boys, 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 boys. Uh, with a bonus fantastic. falsetto this week. Uh, now, 
my boy, Patrick Parnell, after a blistering 12 disposals against the Eagles in the final round of the home and away season at Optus, he slotted straight back into the Crom Reserves team in the Sandful, who were uh, in their qualifying final against Sturt. It was a ripping game of football. Down the entire game, up until halfway through the last quarter, the Crom were trailing the entire game. They've come Don't back. Don't tell me he's safe. They've it. come back to win 68 75. On the back of Patty? On the back of a insane 21 disposals oh. of Patrick Parnell, 18 of which were kicks. He doesn't handball in the crunch time, Paddy. He's not getting junk you? disposals. He's you? the best kick in the team. You want the ball <laughs> in Pistol Paddy Parnell's hands and he's is, charging. Is that an official nickname? I Pist- believe they pistol? do call him Pistol. Oh, yeah, they that. call him Pistol. I the fans, are, uh, uh, shout out to Andy Munro, a TikTok friend of mine who's uh, quite a jersey collector. He's quite famous on the old internet. I had I a, Andy. Andy Munro's I had a, I had a mate, gun jersey collector. I had a mate when I was he younger. always comments with the pistol emoji when I talk about uh, Paddy Parnell. I had a mate when I was younger called Pete and uh, we all used to call him Pistol Pete. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Why would he hate it? It's a sick I, name. It's that's a what fucking I said. sick it's nickname. Pistol Pete is a sick name. It's, it's a, a gun. gun. Stop what, calling me what's Pistol. What's not to love about a gun? But, yes, uh, <laughs> we'll be following uh, the Crows' road to a Sandful flag with keen interest uh, and the Sandful good standard of footy this year, really good standard of footy, and it was a great game to watch uh, this qualifying final. Monty, your boy. Uh, Tommy Powell. Uh, oh, that's right. So, ah! this, so we can, you, as it's been a while since you've been on the pod, Monty, yeah. give us a run through of Tommy Powell's season. How do you think your boy's gone? Where does he play? He plays for North Melbourne. There you he go. plays in the midfield. Um, in the last round, he he got 23 disposals, no scores. That's uh, fine. Three okay. score involvements, that's fine. Um, oh, three score involvements. It's very good. Okay. That's good boy stats. It is, yeah. it is. Um, I think averaging. Averaging into between fifteen and twenty disposals. Are you pleased? Are you good. pleased? Yeah, I'm pleased, pleased with this year. I, I think I think it's time for me to let Tommy go. Yeah, because he's now he's he's a, a shoe in for yeah, to play. I right? think so he's he's getting picked every week. Yes, he is. He's getting yeah. the ball, and he is. I think maybe a man now, Tommy Powell. Yeah, I think is. you might have to let him go he's off grown to up. college. I think, he, I think as long as he. Gets the good habits from uh, what? That is such an irrelevant sound effect. Well, when you become a man, yeah, yeah. Stimulate. Well, that, you do that at like I don't know what age you started, but I was like fourteen. So oh, you're four. not a man at. F- <laughs> now, Tommy, my my, my last you had a full my beard last as well. piece of advice to you, Tommy, is this: Tommy, if you can harness the goodness of the game yes. of Mister Taron Thomas, there you go. Yes. And not the badness. Not the badness. The we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want to do that. Don't hang out with him outside. Because yeah, yeah, Taron yeah. has had a ripping second half of the year yes, since yeah. he's come back. And he's inked a new deal too. He has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yes, he has, he has. So if you can, you know, just follow his footsteps yeah. on the field, not off the field. Just enjoy your footy just out enjoy there, your Tom. Footy just enjoy your footy. All right. Yes. Thanks for the memories, mate. Yeah, we will love it as we go on. Uh, <laughs> Joey Richards is Joel's boy. Let's have a little check in. Uh 
the VFL, did the Pies play on the weekend? Uh, they did, and they got pumped. Oh, dear. So they're out. They lost to Williamstown by about 10 goals. Was this after the wild card uh, round? So they, yeah. they inked their way into like an elim? Yeah, so yeah, they got yeah. in. Um, and look, Joe Richards, he had seven disposals and five tackles. I'm going to say every single one of those disposals was a you know score involved. We can't we can't dispute it because uh, it they, they don't track exist. they don't yeah. track the score involvements in the VFL. So, so look, it's a fair call. He probably did that six kicks. So five tackles is a good tackles. pressure forward game. It's a good small forward look, forward he's half only pressure. A small man. Yep. So I like it. That's why you're so connected to him. Exactly. He's a, he's a I, fellow, I can look him in the eyes. And we've a, seen, there's a photo of me with him. He wasn't that much taller than you. He, he, really, he wasn't. really wasn't. It was a sight to behold, ladies and, and gentlemen. And like I searched up today, apparently my height, which we all take the piss out of, yeah. 160 centimetres, um, is completely normal when average for a 14-year-old boy. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say a particular <laughs> ethnic group of people. <laughs> no. Like Filipinos there are quite short. I think Filipinos are the shortest... Shortest ethnicity in the world, so, I possibly. believe. So you could be a bit Filipino, Joel. Have you looked that up? I'm certainly not. Have you seen how much hair I have on me? I'm mm. slumped. Filipinos, Filipinos can be hairy. They can. They can be hairy. They can. Maybe yeah, you're a bit of Slavapino. I met a, met a couple Slava, of hairy Slava ones on the, uh, a couple of hair- the slums of Manila. Well, Manny Pacquiao's got hair. He's, he's a hairy man. Yeah. How hairy is Manny He's Pacquiao, like 157 though. centimetres tall. I think he might be shorter now, than you. boys, we were, we were just talking that. about awards. Yes. And when it comes to our boys, we do have an award to well, give. Well, there's a boy elephant in the room. There uh, is. Of one Corey's boy. You want to talk, you want to talk us through this, well, Corey? Well, Sammy Flanders. Absolute jet of a man. You could not get a better season could, for a boy. He was struggling to find his way into that Suns midfield yeah. at the, in the beginning of the year. And it seems we love you, Sammy. Oh, the moment, Sammy. the moment that uh, the coach coaching uh, role changed hands, Sammy Flanders was in, and fuck, was he in? Was he in? He Jesus was in. Christ, he was in like Flint. You He's might say. no. In the last six rounds of the season, no one got more disposals than Sammy Flanders. You just could not write a better. He script. is a linchpin. And he's overcome the adversity to make it into the team and stay there. 100% categorically no longer a boy. He's a man. He's also signed an extension. He's signed a four year deal. He has. I was gutted. Once Dimmer Dimmer was announced, I was wondering, surely. Yeah. Surely he signed. So Dimmer's, Dimmer's, maybe he's had a bit of a play in this. Oh, for sure. He's gotten to the club and gone, lads, why? Have you seen this? Flanders broke. Give him all the money. Give him all the money he wants. I was shattered. You wanted him at the Saints, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted him at the Pies. We are going. We are awarding Sam with the inaugural Boys Award, which is now going to be the Sam Flanders Medal for for Man of the Year. Man of the Year, because if they win the award, they're not a boy anymore. They've graduated to being a man. So the barely touched him, Man of the Year. We do. Yes, Sam. We have reached out to Sam, and he has sent something in for us. So I'll just play this now. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Just a shout out here to the Barely Touched Him pod. Um, it's an absolute honour to be accepting the inaugural Man of the Year award. Oh, um, I value this award very highly. Um, it's a great achievement. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of you lads. Um, and hopefully <laughs> next year um, I can take it a little bit further and... Um, not only just play all games, um, but hopefully I can perform and um, have some individual success and some team success. 
for the 24th season. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Love it, Sammy. Yes. Love it. That, the man of the year. That is our boy. And what the listeners can't see is um, Corey's raging boner. He's just he's sitting it. at full mast. I've, I've, been, I've been chatting to Sammy all year. He's pitching he's, he, he legitimately does love um, that we've included him so much yes. in it. He's he's a good lad. What man. a legend of There's a bloke to do that. I've had uh, and the this, the side effect of this segment for us, which I didn't sort of expect, which I should have, is that and I said this to Sam the other week. So mate, you've got a fan for life. Yeah, yeah. Like no matter where you're playing, <laughs> what you're doing. If you're playing, I'm watching. Yes. It's, it's the unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what he does next year. He's, he's a gun. And what? thank you so much, Sammy, for recording that video and uh, getting around the podcast uh, as much as you have. Love it. And now all eyes and ears are pointing towards 2024 where we will each adopt more boys, yes. whether we, we, even if we, we our boys like Joey Richards. Now let me tell and, you, Ben. And Paddy Parnell. My ear. Has been to the ground. Now you might be in a position of privilege here because you are being paid to watch these boys. I have got a couple of prospective boys, yes, and a couple of them, and I'm not going to name names here. A couple of the waffle Colts lads that I do commentate that might be getting a bit of draft buzz about them. Okay, have start have followed me on TikTok and they're aware. They're aware of your boy. Uh, Well, they lubing you up, are they? Well, they already. Corey, I've got a few <laughs> followers. I've deep. got a few followers. So there's the uh, the odds are they were already following me before I fucking started calling them. But <laughs> I think I've got to pick a WA boy from the I draft. I like that. But it depends on how the draft goes because obviously if a kid goes, I can't pick Dan Curtin. I no. Can't, you know, you can't pick no, Daniel no, Curtin. No, 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 no. There's a couple. Shout out, Dano. Shout out, Dan Curtin. I believe you uh, went into Monty's uh, workplace the other day and uh, oh. said good day. Do, yeah. do you meet him? Dan, Daniel's a Cottesloe resident, local. Oh, resident. Give him some Always gives me a bit of a wave. Gonorrhea cream or something. The, no. <laughs> He's a, just a boy. He no, they do it. No, they no. do it. When he comes past the shop, he just gives me a bit of a wave. It's very kind. Just Corey. Heaps of kids have got gonorrhea these days. Have you not met kids? Now, like, he buys Trojans. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I got it, I was 13. What else did you have when you were 13? Wow. The alphabet. Gonorrhea, syphilis. Now, dear listener, you, you may not be aware, but Monty um, Monty is a, a very outgoing character and he's a pharmacist and our group chat lights up at least once a week when some manner of famous person or sports you've had person. Pav in, you've had Pav in the pharmacy? Every, every week. Yeah. And he, it's as if he's best friends with them and yeah. he's just trying to give them their... AIDS medication or whatever whatever it is that they're doing. They want to be in and out. I love that they can't have anything else except a STD. <laughs> they're only going to the pharmacy oh, to get an STD. What other diseases are there, Ben? Oh, no, you know, tibia. There's one. Isn't that a broken leg? Tibia. Tibia. Tib- a Tibia's a leg, yeah. Oh, tinea. I meant tinea. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Monty, out of, out of, out Tinnitus. Of, you'll keep it to footy players. Yeah. Who's your favourite current or ex-footy player that frequents the store? Just to come and see me. Well, any, for, any reason, for any reason. Yeah, your yeah, your yeah, personal favourite. You do like Pav. I know you like when Pav uh, comes Pav in. Come, Pav's a good bloke. Um, no, Mitch. Miss Georgiades. Yeah, Miss Georgiades. Love, love that. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Um, uh, yeah. So now, after the, uh, I like that we took a bit of a detour on the Adopt Your Boy segment, we would usually go into, is Joel okay? But now we can hybrid it because of our two guests both playing finals. 
Is Joel okay and is Monty okay? Yes. Let's talk <clears throat> about the Saints and the Powers. Yep. Saints first. Joel, you're in. You're up against the Giants. Well, let's let's go game by game here. Okay, so we'll start with Joel. Yep. yep. Saints, Saints versus the Giants. We can we can uh, combine this with the game itself. So oh, I think we'll go into our tips in the next episode, won't we? Yes, we can. Oh, you know, we, we haven't we haven't really set this out, but you know, we can talk no, about there the was game no still. Involved. We can t- we can talk about the game yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What are your immediate thoughts now that we're so, so close to this game at the MCG? Uh, so all year I told you six, didn't I? No, you, you said some other things. You well, said flag. No, but like, I nailed down. You, you said flag. You said premiers. Yeah, okay. Minor premier. Down the start of the down season. Down the third, down the fourth, down the fifth, eight, down the sixth. At one point. But I stayed at six. You did when it was and politically convenient. six at the <laughs> yes. start of the year. <laughs> yeah, mm, did you? Yeah, I did. I said top six. We might have to go and listen back to the footage. We might have to give that a bit of a score review. Um, uh, it was great to see Mitch Owens finish in the top three. You yes. know how many episodes I had to go through to find that little bit of audio as proof that yes. we actually did make that bet. You're really, you're really into vindicating <laughs> yourself here to try and go back. I'm sure if I did a, a, enough of a deep dive... I well, can find some up, incriminating evidence, some incriminating evidence, but <laughs> keep going. Oh, look, I think we, we've done what we said we'd do. We made finals first year under Ross, you know, we're stoked with that. Now we've got to win one. So here's the real season starting. And like Ross says, you know, we're playing at the MCG. Ideally, we're playing at Etihad or Marvel now. Um, and as Ross says, you know, you can only control what you can control. And if you can't control it, there's no point trying to control it. You have said that quote. Like five times in the yeah. in the past week, but not and on the podcast. I think it's been three not times on the podcast. today. Yeah, yeah not, not on the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered the line. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, what? Who do you think is the key player? Because as we know, finals footy is a different game. As well, they there's say. two key players. I think one is Wilkie, who will go straight to Toby Green. Yes, and the other would be Max King, where when he kicks a bag, they win. Yeah, okay. Simple as that. Cutting when, edge analysis here yeah. on the Barely Touched In podcast, <laughs> ladies so, and gentlemen. Look, I think we can get it done. We're a yep. good enough defensive team, you know, good at the stoppage centre bounce as well. Rowan Marshall is going to be huge. Rowan Marshall is going to be huge. I'll tell you who I think. And this is our first final at home since 2011. That is a huge moment. Huge, huge Where moment. We played Sydney and we lost. I remember that. Oh, uh, well. 2000. It's going to be a wild game, mate. It's going to be wild. I, that's one of the ones I'm most keen for, GWS and Saints. I'm, I'm fucking keen for them all. Let's dogleg over to uh, one Monty here. and uh, Now, who, who do Port have again? Brisbane. Oh, At the Gabba. So the, the, the loser of the Saints. The winner. The winner, winner, the winner of the Saints and GWS plays game, Brisbane plays the loser, loser of, of the Port, Port and Brisbane, Brisbane game. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, gotcha. Can they win at the Gabba, Monty? Yes, they can. They can. I'm shocked you've said this. Statistically, uh, I mean, what? Fourteen and zero. Statistically, sixteen and zero. The the dog, uh, the Lions are up there. Statistically, the Lions are thirty and three in four years. Wow. Um, statistically, the Lions are two and four. In finals. in finals, that's true. So that that's good. That's a good stat. It's yes. a good stat. It's the pressure is actually on Brisbane for this game, yeah. not on Port, which is great because we love just kind of and we have because been, everyone's already like, written Port off. Yeah, everyone's and, already and I written. Think them yeah, off. they're flying under the radar. The last couple of weeks, there hasn't been much media talk about Port. No, no, it's all been about Collingwood, isn't it? It's all been about Collingwood as if they've already won. Yeah. Um, well, 
it's actually been quite negative and that they've Bri- got the and, wobbles. And Brisbane that they've already won. It's uh, So I, I, I think Port can actually sneak this one out. I go back and forth on it. A week ago I was like, chalk it up, Lions. Mm. But now, now that I think about it, Port... I don't know what the weather's going to be like up in Queensland. Finals, finals football. Finals. It, you cannot pick it. Dude. It's a dollar ninety-eight. Port have got a lot of players who I think are conditioned for finals footy, contested ball. Have we seen the so, Finn in finals? Uh, for, for GWS, yes. Oh. Yeah. I didn't so know he existed He had a then. stinker in the 2019 grand final. Oh, he'll, he'll, I think he'll he, pull it he up. didn't touch the ball. He'll pull so it up. So Finlayson's got something to prove now. Yes. Yeah. And he, he will. does. Cheers. I will have close eyes on one Sam Powell Pepper oh, in SPP's these final games. Oh, SPP SPP. To my mind, he's been my favourite Port player of the year. He's just – the way he just runs through. Yeah. Even if he doesn't pick up the ball. No. Yeah. He just he's runs through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just runs through a contest and bowl people over and he's like, oh, I, just, I forgot to pick it up. So there was a good point made by David Kingy. Uh, that he makes nothing but good points. Uh, but there was one Our on, uh, Savior. on uh, SEN the other day where he says uh, it was he was having a, a playful crack at uh, players who might not do well in finals. And he was like – now, guys who are getting uncontested possessions and most of their possessions are uncontested, get on the back burner. Wangani Malera, you're out of the team. Johnny Noble, you're out of the team. Like All these guys, he didn't say out of the team, but because uncontested possession goes down so much yep. in finals, yep. who's a player at Port that really needs to up their game, you reckon, and start getting inside the contest in finals and not letting little cheapy ones get out to them? I, I, I think we're all right. Yeah. Um, when our when we lose contested ball, it's a problem, and it's just the guys who normally get contested ball that need to um, just sort of switch on. Connor, Jason, Zach—they're doing bring that, their bring their that bad boy closer to your mouth. Connor, Jason, and Zach are doing their thing, but um, Ollie's picked up a little bit towards the end of the year, and he was a bit down the first half of the year. So, um, while I think. Needs to lift. I think the most important player on the ground for this game for us is Willem Drew. Oh, interesting. Um, Willem will go to Lockie Neal. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Neal's okay. stat against Port has been, I think Kane Corns, good friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Kane Corns brought it good up. Personal that friend of Ben Potentially yes. the <laughs> fact that Port never even sat down with Lockie in his draft year, being a South Australian, has made him. Angry, mm. some description, yeah. uh, and he's averaged something along the lines of 114 AFL fantasy points, 29.2 <laughs> disposals Excuse me. per game against, against Port Adelaide. Port. Um, and we had, the, of course, the famous Ken Hinckley telling us to terrorise Lockie Neal. Not um, a good choice, not of, a good words choice of words in uh, this uh, political economy of the no, world, uh, no. you know, when the so war in Willem Iraq and who, Afghanistan and such. So Willem, who had the job on Nick Dacos and did a pretty did a good very, job. Did it for, a, good for job. a half, he really did shut him down. Yes. So um, I think Willem's the most important to um, – because Willem goes and wins his own ball. So if you're talking about contested ball, if Willem can – Nullify or mm. reduce Lockie's output and then grab some of that ball himself will be really important. But the other important person who's not in the team now, Orazio Fantasia. Oh, Orazio! I forgot that he existed. Yeah. Orazio is averaging 3.6 goals a game in the twos. 3.6? They're not going to bring him in, are they? I Seriously, there is. I put a uh, poll up on Twitter yesterday. 
Would you oh. bring in Orazio? I'd bring him in. I'd bring him in just for the mean Three point six. He's pl- in the last five weeks. He's kicked four, three, four. Holy four, like, fuck! That in get him twos. in. You've got to pick him. Get him in. You've got to pick him. So if he can, because he he can win games off his own boot. Yeah, he's the sort of person if he BT turns on, will uh, come his little dance. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and the the issue that's always been with Orazio, in 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 exactly. Orazio. Um, has been injury and he seems to be really healthy. The the scoop that I'm getting from Alberton from my people at Alberton said that Arazio has been training and playing really really okay. well yeah. and kicking He's multiple been goals game. So training the house down, you so might look, say. Shout out, kicker forward, shout out, kicker forward. Frankie Evans might be kicking goals uh, and. Uh, I'd play Arazio over Frank. I love Jed McIntyre for the. Um, for the pressure that he brings as a defensive forward role. But, but the I goals have got to come from the, somewhere. The goals are drying up. Jed was kicking a goal a game and bringing that defensive forward pressure and it dried off in the goals department. Frankie Evans has come in and he's kicking multiple goals a Frank game. The when tank. He gets, Frank, Frank the tank. Frank the tank. All right, boys. Orazio. Boys. Yep. The other games. What have we got? Yeah. Yes. Pies Melbourne. Huge. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't ask me my questions. Do I think Port can win the flag? Yeah, they can win the flag, can they? They, they can win the flag. Yes. But if Port beat Brisbane this Saturday, they'll make the grand final. Yep. Okay. So we're doing right. so so we're now doing pre- let's just do the tips here and then the next episode could just be mailbag. Yeah, let's I think do, so. Let's just do I think that. so. I think All right, so. so we'll go through game by game. Pies yep. in Melbourne. Pies go, Melbourne. The big one. Fuck. I oh. it's, just, it's just so unbelievably huge. I, I it's a coach off for me. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is – I mean, I'm going to take the pies, obviously. I'm going to take the pies, but, God, I can see us losing this by a considerable it's gonna, margin. It's going to follow, follow the time-honoured tradition. Melbourne will kick the first five goals. Yeah. <laughs> in the first quarter. Yeah. And we got them right. And I will, we I will be sitting right here watching it, though. I'm not worried. No, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. And then, and then Pies will kick eight back. in a row in the second quarter. Yep. And it's going to be on. Yep. It's, it's going to be fucking on. Young and old. I, the big, <laughs> Mel- Melksham's also, out, isn't he? Melksham's, Melksham's out. Melksham's out. out. Pies are back to pretty much full strength. And the uh, word barring, is. Barring Dacos. The word is it's going to be quite wet. Yeah, as very well. wet. It's going to be very, very wet. Moisture is Which about. Which I would think would favour. I think so too. I think so too. Melbourne are going to rely on the intercept marking of Max Gorn if they're going to shut down our ball movement. They want us to kick long to him. If he can't pluck it out of the air and it's slipping out of the hands, all of a sudden it's at ground level the and pies, our numbers at the, the contest The pies are going to help. throw the extra man into the contest, gamble it and run it up the field Yep. and they're going to get chaos goals. Who uh, have you boys got? Jordan Who are you tipping? Jordan Degoe is going to win this game. Um, you I, heard like it here first. I like the call. I like the call. Who are you tipping, Joel? I'd like Collingwood to win because then it sets up for us to play Port Adelaide and then for us to play Collingwood to get into the grand final. And, you know, that just suits me. It does. It I'd does. rather play Collingwood to get into the grand final than Melbourne. This, I would, uh, you know, well, it's it's not going to happen because you're losing to GWS. Uh, that's Correct. the thing. The, the top yeah. eight it's is unfortunate. So, almost every team can win it except the Saints, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly. I'm so I glad would, you've said that. I, I they are they are the quote me on a They are the eight seed to me. Well, that, look, I think they are the eight okay. seed. Well, in, instead of going the, through the games like this, let's let's do some seeding. Yeah, let's do, yeah, let's yeah. do some I, I seeding. Like, I like some seeding. Yes, so, yes. 
the top eight, we have GWS, St Kilda, Carlton, Port Adelaide, Sydney, Sydney, Collingwood, Brisbane, and Brisbane. And Melbourne. So, top four, I I'm, would say actually. Collingwood one seed, Melbourne two seed. Yes, I would agree with that. Brisbane three seed. I would also agree with that. Fourth seed is a difficult one. I'm going to take GWS. I It's a toss-up between Port and GWS for me. Monty, top four seeds. Top four? Yep. Uh, one, Collingwood. Okay, good. Two, we like that. Melbourne. Yep. Three, Carlton. Okay. Oh, yeah, good, okay. Good, First good. hot take of the seeding. Four. I love it. Brisbane. Five, yeah. I mean, in, in, in my heart of hearts, I think the most dramatic and amazing grand final we could possibly get would be Collingwood Carlton. Yes. I'm not sure if that's possible through the it fixture. Is possible. It is. It is possible, I think. Yeah. That would be need to win. for the yeah, ages. We need to win the first one. Yeah, that'd be for what, the ages. What's your honest seeding of St Kilda, Joel? What, where are you at as a seed? I'd say five or six. Five or six. Okay. okay. That's, that's, that's I, quite I'm, real. That's quite real. I'm going Collingwood, Melbourne, Brisbane, Carlton. Brisbane are the elephant in the room, aren't they? Like, they are, I, yeah. They're all set up. They're all – everything is perfect I think, for Brisbane I think the right top, now. the top three are all the same, but Brisbane has a question mark due to past performance. I think yeah. that's the only thing. Well, I mean, that, we're all I, unanimous that Collingwood and Melbourne are the two best sides. Yeah, like I think I, – I think – Brisbane can seriously win the flag. If they win this first game in dominating fashion, it's fucking on. It's on. It's absolutely on. It's and on. there's a real chance that that is going to happen. They're, all of their guys, so many guys on their list are now entering their peak sort of age of like fifth or sixth, seventh year in the yep. season. They've all got finals experience now. They've been up there for a while. Look, put it, put it this way, gun to my head, if I have to take – Three teams out of that top eight that can't win. I'm, I'm taking Sydney, the Saints, and maybe GW. So I'm tipping for both. I think Sydney are going to beat Carlton for sure. That's my take. Uh, I'm 100% picking Carlton. That's my hot take. Nah, I cannot trust Carlton in finals right now. Nah, I, I can't I do think, it. I think they're not only going to they, win, I think they're going to smash Sydney. Carlton is the only team, the only team. That scares me nah. in the finals. Carlton do not Wait, scare me in finals. Patrick Cripps has never played a final. And here you are talking about he's made for finals. Yeah. We don't know. Right. We don't know. He's yeah, an we unknown don't know. quantity. We don't well, know. The only player that has actually played a final was in that finals team back in 2013 at Carlton was Ed Kerno. And he's retired. Well, he's probably going to play though. Oh, is he going to get – do you reckon he'll get, he'll get named? Well, yeah, he's retiring at the end of the season. Yeah. He's not retired yeah. yet. But he hasn't really been in their best 22 oh, the whole no, year, hasn't he? probably been yeah. the sub, if anything. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. he was the only one actually on their list back yeah, when they last made hell. the finals. Like I I know Carlton have got all the hype in the world and they've played some really good football uh, don't scare me. To, to get there. I, I can't pick them over Sydney right now. Sydney, I think, are still... One of the premier teams in the competition. No, uh, it, no, they're game? at the bottom for me. Nah, where's that game being held? Uh, that's at the MCG. Yeah, that's at the MCG. So Sydney, we forget, made the grand final last year and were one of the best teams in the competition. Beat Collingwood in a prelim. They are made for finals. They've got all of these guns with finals experience. With the bitter hurt of losing the GF last year at the MCG, they're going to be fucking firing. 
in the wet as well. It's looking to be raining a storm. One Errol Goulden mm. is going to obliterate these contests in the wet. They're is not- Isaac Heaney going to be able to stand up? Because he has it in boys. finals traditionally. I don't know. Boys, I don't know. perhaps we can delve more into these games in the second episode. We, we, we are we going can. over time and there's a lot more sports news to cover. There is more sports so, uh, news. So we'll move outside of the realm of, uh, of AFL. Yes. And uh, we'll get into some world sports news here. Um, just a, a fun stat off the top. Yes. Uh, in 1980, the city of Philadelphia yes. is the, uh, the only city in, uh, in American history to have all four of their major teams playing in championships at once, that, that being the NBA, the NHL, the MLB and the NFL. Did they win them? Only the Phillies won. Oh, that's rough. That is rough. Just a fun stat to start it off. I'm sure that the WA could have a crack at that because... Oh, big time. You know, the Scorchers, the Wildcats and the Eagles have been very dominant. Yeah. And uh, The Wildcats, uh, one of the most dominant franchises yeah. on earth. Very good, very good sporting franchises here in WA. Um, other sporting news, I've had uh, one this week that's absolutely dominated uh, the news cycle. And this was the Sprinter Bloke. Um, oh, I love this. Miles Lyles, whatever his name is. This Champion Am- of what? This American sprinter has come out on an interview and said he doesn't like that the N- uh, that the American sporting teams and leagues such as the MLB and the yeah. NBA winners when they win their uh, selective Super Bowl or whatever World Series call themselves the world champions. He says, champions of what? You've only won in America. Now, the arrest, most of the American uh, pop culture dominant athletes... Oh, Corey's just trying to play the audio. You don't have to play the audio, Corey. That's all right. I'll find it. It's They have clapped back very hard on this guy. Yeah, saying, they're dragging him hard. Oh, no, that's bullshit. The NBA is the best league in the world, therefore you're world champions. The MLB is the best league in the world, therefore you're world champions. Proving his point entirely that Americans are so self-absorbed. I've, I've got the audio here. I have yeah. to watch the NBA Finals... And they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? World champion of what? <laughs> He's right. The He's United absolutely States? right. I love that bit. The United States. Get me wrong. And he's 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 completely <laughs> right. But so I was expecting. American media to be like, yeah, fair enough. But they have all no, doubled down piled. on attacking him. They've doubled completely piled. attacking him. Thoughts on this, Monty? You're quite into American sports. You've got you're into the NFL and all this. Like, what what is this? Obsession that Americans have, particularly with the, sports. The, just, the justification that I've heard is that, as far as the NBA goes at least, is that all of the best players in the world play in the NBA. Therefore, whichever team wins is the world champions, which is a stupid justification. It's a stupid argument. Because yep. to, be the world, for Utah. to be the world champions, all of your players have to be from the same place. That's yes. what the definition of being and a world champion is. The be- yeah, It's like... You're playing for Utah versus Boston. You're not representing a flag with your yeah, world. Yeah, but that's how you have the world championships in basketball, and they do the world. They're doing the World Cup right now. Yeah, the, fight, <laughs> the FIBA World Cup is right now. The US just lost to fucking Lithuania <laughs> yeah. to a couple of accountants <laughs> and farmers from the fucking Baltics have beaten the apparent best team on earth. And also, there's I, I saw a really good video dissecting this from an, a basketball standpoint the other day. The standard of basketball in the NBA 
has actually taken a bit of a downward turn with the way that they're officiating it compared to the European leagues in particular. Yep. One of the best players in the NBA right now, Luka Doncic, has said that it's much easier playing in the NBA to than score 30 points Correct. than yeah. it is playing in the Euro League because the refs... Rules if, are different. If you're a superstar in the NBA, you're going to well, get there's, easy there's calls. there's countless videos of LeBron travelling the entire court. Oh, not only that, just getting free throws. If you're a yeah. star and you're pushing into a well, bloke I mean, driving to the rim, you're going to get free the, throws. The growth of uh, our competition, the NBL, in recent years, we've yep. started to get a lot more marquee players, especially guys that are electing to come uh, to Australia to play rather than keep playing in college. Yes. Mm-hmm. And or the, the G League. The resounding thought, not just now, but for the past 30 years, is that the Australian League is extraordinarily physical. It's yes. almost a completely different game. The way that you're bodied and it's um, they've been using it as a bit of a launch pad for younger players to come here, get bodied, Get physical. I wonder how much of that physicality is the crossover with AFL because a lot of these tall boys would have played basketball well, and I footy. Think, I think all it is is that we our league adheres to the rules to the letter of the of the world l- law of the world basketball um, regulations. NBA seem to have their own little take. Yeah. On on the yeah. rules. As I mean, you the three for, the, the, the three point lines in a different spot Correct. as well. What? So, yeah. Yeah, they moved it 20 years ago, yeah. which is why the three-point explosion has happened. It's changed They basketball. moved it closer in in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, so in the World Cup, the three-point line is further out. Correct. How yeah, did I not know this? There's a gap between the top of the uh, key yeah. and the three-point line in there's, there's NBL an argument, and in, there's an in argument, the World Game. There's an argument the to be made that it's destroyed the NBA. Yeah, well, that's you look at how much Golden State broke the game of basketball. Yeah. Well, it was happening. It was If you look at the stats on it, I've watched some very interesting videos about this. I, I love stats. Yes. And some uh, very nerdy boys with glasses have broken this all down. The decline of the traditional game was yeah. leaning very much towards three-point throws mm. um, way before uh, Steph Curry hell. was a thing. Anyway, what so other, you'll other see sporting that You'll news. see that a lot of, um, uh, particularly the Team USA, they'll get a lot of calls uh, against them or yeah. a lot of non-calls that they would expect in and the NBA. And they're flopping already to going, get them. what's going yeah, on, what's going exactly. on, because the rules exactly. are different. Whereas a guy like Luca. Who played? I mean, Slovenia played Australia the other day, and though he was dominant, yep, Slovenia, as a whole, defeated mm. Australia comfortably, yeah, because the players that they had, the other four guys on the court, played in the Euro leagues, yep, and all played kind of together, and so Luca, albeit easily could be arguably you know an, the MVP of the NBA, yeah, yes, made no difference. Because well, the other guys were amazing. While we're, while we're talking NBA, let's hit this. Oh. Boys, do I have a surprise for you? No, tell me. I might have stumbled across the most American sports story that I've ever seen. Let's go. Let me Lay regale you with this. So the Chicago White Sox baseball team. Yes. They were playing against the uh, Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yes. struggling, Money struggling to yes from the hit uh, movie Moneyball. Um, they were playing a game. Gunshots in the arena. Shocking. Sounded out. Now they didn't stop the game because it's America. Yes. And freedom. <laughs> now nobody could tell where the gunshots had actually come from until two women were uh, escorted from the crowd, injured. Because oh, they had shit. both been shot. Yep. Oh, my God. Now, 
everyone was still a bit confused because these two women had been shot. Two birds, one stone. But bullet. yeah, very good. Very, very good, good, Joel. Very good. The two women had been shot and were apparently victims, but there was no perpetrator. Where's the gun? What's mm. happened? So. And the game's still going. The game's still going. The game didn't stop. <laughs> they, these guys. It's fucking top of the fifth. What are we going to do? They, uh, what are we going to do? They're stop not, playing they're baseball? Not, they're not batting an eyelid for a couple of freedom <laughs> shots going off. Don't worry about that. What state was this being played in? In Chicago? Uh, I believe so. Oh, this or is, Oakland. This is the other thing. Both the, actually known for the, gun uh, violence, those places. But you could pick any fucking with, place with on the, the map. Uh, the, other, the other thing I wrote down about this is that the name of the field. Guaranteed rate field. Yeah, they love their sponsors over Very there. Very odd name. Big time. In any case, the perpetrator was found. The perpetrator was found, uh, and it was actually one of the victims themselves. Well, that's well, she brought it on herself then, I guess. Oh, she did. Yeah. Now, but, you couldn't have chosen a more succinct way of summing it up, Ben. Yeah, what did she do? Because she did bring it on herself by smuggling the gun in her fat rolls. No! Through security. <laughs> that is the most American thing ever. You're so, right. She had a gun. In her fat rolls. Have we got she, a picture of she's this lady? Gone, we, do, we do not. Oh, damn. She's right. gone through metal detectors, but apparently the metal detectors are so subpar at uh, these games <laughs> that if you're fat enough, um, you can trick them. So she had a she had a, a Glock. She had a Glock in her fat rolls and she was sitting watching the game and it is accidentally discharged. Inside her fat rolls. Inside her fat rolls. It's shot her. And her friend sitting so next to her. So it's gone through the fat rolls. It's gone through the fat rolls. Locks are powerful. And shot her friend who was also fat. <laughs> so there's these two fat women. Did the bullet like it... stop halfway through because it just like hit now, enough fat? That yeah, it I wonder down. how far it travelled. This to me is just insane. That is a wild fucking First, thing to happen. There's so many questions. Yeah. First of all. Why, why are you smuggling why a gun you in your fat rolls? It, what, what, one, why are you bring a gun to a baseball game anyway? <laughs> of course. Two, well, it's freedom. Why are you so <laughs> fat? There's this, yeah, why are you so fat that you are able to do this? That second would take, of all, you would need to be huge. Second of all, it's chambered. Yeah, You've got a round, not just loaded in the magazine, you've got one in the chamber. Safety off. And the safety <laughs> is off. So you're a fuckwit. So you've jiggled, you've jiggled your fat rolls a bit. Yep. Your gun has gone off, it's shot you and your friend, and they haven't even stopped the game. Yeah, that's another question. Why was the game not stopped after there's been shots fired and people shot? But there's this is another thing that Americans have this mentality of something might happen, I need my gun. I need my gun at this baseball game because I need to protect my family because freedom. <laughs> I need it just in case, just in case, Gary three rows down pops off and he's got some things to say about my fucking White Sox. It's, I need to pop off and truly, get the Glock out. truly one of the most insane stories I've ever read. Well, we I wish them both well. I wish them both a speedy oh, recovery. Mate, um, I, I think they've both learned nothing yeah. and stories like this will continue to come out. Well, they should use this to skyrocket or launch their career as influencers and <laughs> become conservative influencers about pro-gun. Do, do, do a bit of a Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, do a bit yeah. of a Kyle Rittenhouse. Be a and become, Republican yes. speaker. Yeah, and they will get a, a spot at CPAC for sure, just going off about how their First Amendment rights are so important and it's my freedom now, Benry, to smuggle a gun in my fat. While, while we're in America and... Um, Speaking of civil rights and, and guns and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Have you ever heard of pickleball? Yeah, I hate it. 
It's it's an odd odd sport. Yeah. Um, it Fastest was in, growing sport in the world. It yeah. was invented uh, so old people could play continue to play tennis. Yeah. If you've never seen it, dear listener, it is uh, played on a tennis court yeah. with different bats and a different ball, and it's very much like table tennis. Yes. But on a shortened tennis court. Yeah. Now it, it was, bores the hell out of me it's to a watch shit it. Tennis. It was made. Yeah. It, it was made for made for old people, but it, it's a, a burgeoning. Professional scene has yep. has come out now. We're all aware of the live versus PGA furor in, yes. in the world of golf. Now, mate, the same thing has happened in pickleball. Oh, there's been a, a civil war <laughs> has broken out. Now we have the Professional Pickleball Association (PPA), the P, the PPA, yeah, and Major League Pickleball (MLP). Now yeah. they've had a they have had a very tenuous relationship PPA over the past few years. sounds cooler as a um, acronym or whatever. It, it sounds cooler. Now there's been a tenuous standing agreement that players from each association are allowed to compete in the other yeah. associations' events. Yeah, you can pickle for hire. That was until last week. Oh. <laughs> Imagine honestly saying I play pickleball. Now, it's like playing Quidditch. I'll just, it's fucking I'll cringe. Just read out, it's very, I'll just very read cringe. out this excerpt because it's very funny. Uh, keep in mind, this is this is about pickleball. Old people a sport. Stupid, bastardized version of table tennis yeah. And, yeah. and real tennis. Nursing home tennis. The founder of the Professional Pickleball Association says he sensed something was wrong a couple of weeks ago when Major League Pickleball executives <laughs> suddenly stopped returning his calls. <laughs> Quote, I'm not saying this to be conceited, but usually when I call someone in pickleball, they call me back. No, oh, yeah, I've got the no, best told people on sports. It. When they went radio silent for four days, I thought, oh, no, what's going on here? <laughs> what came next was an ambush worthy of Greek mythology or a Hollywood blockbuster. The two competing organisations had been operating under an agreement where players could compete in both leagues. Out of nowhere... The MLP pickleball owner Steve Kuhn blindsided the PPA. There's hundreds of dollars at stake here, Steve. By offering dozens of the sport's top players <laughs> multi-year exclusivity contracts that guaranteed extra money and perks for them playing nothing but MLP events. Oh, my God. Pardo this... discovered the plot only eight days ago on the eve of a PPA tournament in Kansas City. Multiple players told him that the money MLP had offered was life changing. Fucking hell! Oh, it's it's seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and they and had a only a day to accept. I refuse to believe that this has fans. That anyone is watching oh, this. It's huge. No, they it love it. The fastest growing. They sport. love Do it. people actually watch oh, it? Oh, they love it. Old what people, a fucking sad state of affairs. Old people love it. Old people fucking love it. Like mate. to me, it seems like this is an industry plant. Like it's got all of these billionaire backers. Like Tom Brady's hell into it. He's got a stake in it. Yep. All of these. I feel like the, the fans in the stands mm. are paid actors. Yeah. And all of the TV rights are completely funneled in. It's an industry plant. It's Billie Eilish as a sport. <laughs> now, industry plant. To go to a, a real sport, yeah, the sport of Formula One. Yes. There, there was a race, whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wonder who. Won. I wonder did Verstappen win? Record tenth victory in a row. I can't believe it. It was, actually, it was actually it. quite Next. a good race. Now, yeah, it was, it was the Italian. But you better. This better be interesting, Corey. The it's, Formula it's, One. It's I very think, interesting. Oh, for God's sake, it was the, the Italian Grand Prix. So Ferrari tried their absolute goddamn hardest. Oh, they got the, the third and uh, the fourth. The, but the real drama came after the race was concluded. Yeah. One Carlos Sainz. Yep. He came third in the race, and he he got pole in qualifying as well, which was very exciting. Upon the closing of the race, he went back to his hotel on, on Sunday evening 
and uh, he uh, he went down to the lobby in the in the elevator. Yes, he's come out of the come out of the elevator. Three fans, or what he thought were fans, oh. asked him for some autographs. How are you going? Uh, they rubbed him. Oh they, shit! They were wow. not fans at all. Oh my so goodness gracious! Carlos Sainz and uh, Charles Leclerc. Uh, one of the major sponsors of Ferrari is uh, Richard Mille. It's a, a luxury watch company. Yep. Now they're very um, – you can spot these watches from a mile away. They're very thick, very complex, very busy-looking yep. watches. Uh, they've ripped the watch off Carlos Sainz's wrist. 324000 American dollars this watch is worth. Holy fuck. So Carlos has chased them down. Oh. And not only has he chased them down, he's apprehended them. Oh, he's gone to citizen's arrest. He is, he is citizen's arrested, held them down, got his watch back. Onlookers have, have helped him out. Like, oh, my God, are you Carlos Sainz? <laughs> oh, yes, they helped me. <laughs> that, please, and there's a man. He's stealing my watch. <laughs> the three perpetrators were arrested. He got his watch back. Carlos Sainz. Hero. Fuck. Amazing. Wow. Well done, Carlos. What have you boys got for uh, other sporting news? Uh, anything you want to get, run through? A few quick ones. So Nature Strip, the wonderful <gasps> horse. Yeah, did she win? Retired. Uh, I thought she had one more race this yeah, weekend. she lost. Uh, Off to the glue factory. Uh, uh, yep. No, sorry, Nature Strip. She's been made into pony. <laughs> the circle of love. <laughs> um, another one. Sean Strickland has yeah. touched down in Sydney and he's already beaten the crap out of someone. Oh, really? Has he gotten yeah. into a fight? Who did he fight? So a man on the street. <laughs> Good. <laughs> on the streets of Bondi. Good. Has come up to him and said, and I quote, um, Izzy's going to fuck you up. Yep. So Strickland, without hesitation, belted yeah. him in the gut. <laughs> oh, he went the body. He I went the body. You, I don't know if you boys have ever been to Bondi Beach, but... Whoever is hanging out there deserves it. They deserve to get punched. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in, firmly in Strickland's camp here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the in US... fact, the last time I was at Bondi, I beat the shit out of someone. They all deserve it. <laughs> Did he say, is he's going to beat the he shit out of He didn't say anything. I just like, got him. Yeah, nice. Just, <laughs> just in case. Shit. Just in case. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. Full of shit. Um, the US Open today. So, unfortunately, Alex Demonar has been knocked out. Ah, uh, prayers up. Rest in peace. Along with our boy, Rinky. Oh, Rinky. Oh. We, we can't say his last name, but Rest we know him peace. as Rinky. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, but one, <clears> the biggest news here is a German fan that said a apparently famous Hitler phrase. What, Sig Hill? Which I, it's not written here, but I think so. Wow, uh, Alexander Zurev has gone to the umpire and gone, Oi, you like, yeah, I know you yeah. can't understand what he just said. Absolutely turf him out. Yeah. Um, and they turfed him out, yeah. Yep. So, fan. Correct yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah, let's just say, don't yell Nazi shit at sports, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, that's no. uh, that's going to be a big no don't from the that. barely touched him podcast. If you yell, if you yell Nazi stuff at an event, Sean Strickland might come over and, and boot you in the guts. I'll boot you in the guts. <laughs> I'll, I'll whatever seat you're at at Optus Stadium. If I hear any any fascist talking points, it's on. Now, Ben Reed, here's one for you. Um, as you know, I'm I'm a a big shill for Al Halal. Yes, the, the Saudi Pro the League. Saudi Pro League team. It's, uh, now, it's one, oil money from all from angles. All angles. <laughs> now, when uh, Neymar has, yeah, ma- he has, with has made his debut, yes, and let me tell you, if you haven't seen the video of this, I haven't, dear listener, please look this up. How did he go, mate? He kicked four goals. Fuck <laughs> right? yes, Neymar. But if you want to see the replays of these goals, the defenders w- were, were not doing nothing. Yep. They weren't coming at him. 
Wow. He, the smile on his face was just like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And he's just walking him in. I, I man, <laughs> Neymar is... It's, They're it's, probably like, I'm defending Neymar. Yeah. I, can't I can't believe this. I cannot believe it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more, I think it was more along the lines that those 11 bl- blokes got the uh, memo that, hey... Let him do what he wants. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll shoot, shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is I. I have actually been doing, and I'm not. I'm not prepared to break my investigative journalism story yet. I've actually been doing a fair bit of digging, a bit of journalisming okay. on Neymar because there's. All right, Damien Barrett. He's, he's, yeah, I, I can reveal that there's okay. some fuck shit going on with Neymar's mum, and there has been for quite some time. Does it involve you? Or? No. Well. She, I've I, I blocked her. She, I, I'm not answering her calls anymore. <laughs> okay. But Neymar's mum uh, is a little bit of a minx. Now, okay. Neymar, so she has been for the last like three or four years. Get a photo up. Uh, yeah, get a photo up of Neymar's mum. Uh, so for the last three or four years and perhaps more, Neymar's mum has been really uh, going to town on dating footballers. Nadine, that are, Nadina. Yeah, so I believe she might have had Neymar quite young. So she is. Oh, a lot of plastic surgery. A lot of plastic surgery, and Neymar basically supports her lifestyle. She's she's got money for life because she's Neymar's mum. And I think a lot of these footballers are attempting to secure the bag and get with Neymar's mum. Okay. So. I'm not prepared to give you the full expose yet, but stay tuned, dear listener, for uh, I mean, a, 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 maybe next week I I'm going to ex- do the deep dive. I was expecting her to be hotter. She's not that hot. No, she's not. Um, I'd still do her. I know you would, Joel. Um, look, and it's been just... Do it next, for the bag. Next week, yeah, they're all securing the PS5 by, uh, by, by getting in uh, Neymar's mum's pants. But, yeah, <clears throat> I think maybe that is why Neymar had to flee to Saudi Arabia is to get get away from all the controversy. Get away from the There's a line I never thought I'd hear. Of his mum banging his prospective teammates. Okay. So that's not a, that's not a you don't sentence think, you don't that think I ever thought I would the hear. Billion? Sorry? You don't think it had anything to do with the billion dollars? Well, you know, that, that that's 50-50. That yeah, does it's, help. It's, it's a, little, a little bit of column A. People are trying to fuck B. my mum, plus they offer he me He should have signed dollars. for Al Etifak and been managed by the great Steve Gerrard. So, what, you, do his catchphrase? Of course. Uh, have you got any other sporting news there, Monty? You got anything you want to throw in there before we end the It's a big weekend. It's not a, just a big weekend for the AFL people. It is a big weekend because the NFL is back on. Yes. I've Go my Commanders. Team. I've picked my team. Go Commanders. Are you choosing okay, the Commanders? Choosing I chose the... them two years ago. Okay. okay. I'm, back I'm, when they were the Washington Raiders. I'm Rachel going to wild Spurs. card. Go on. I'm going to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> we do have it. We do. <laughs> That's... Oh, I summoned them. Here they are. I've, I've done my dolphin call. And now they're in the studio Monty, with us. Hello, tell us dolphins. about the Jags. You're a diehard Jags fan. Oh, it's, it, I just wanted to say that the NFL starting up this yeah. week. Nothing big so, about the Jags. They're just being, they're just being touted to be the number one so seed my, in the my, NFL. That's yes, all. So it's only something very small. They're touted to win 13 out of 16 games or 14 out of I 16 believe games. It. I believe you wholeheartedly. Um, so we do have a really good roster. Um, a really good uh, schedule. Yep. Um, the four teams that were touted to lose against are the the four the big four, which is yep. your your Bills, your Bengals, your Chiefs, Chiefs, and the. I think the other one they said was we'd probably stumble against someone like um, Pittsburgh, which has um, Kenny Pickett, and he's the yep. next big. He's the next big thing. So. 
Good old Trevor. So I and Co. I am going. I'm backing in my Washington Commanders. I followed Good. them, and they have now had three names since I have picked them well, as a, a team. Well, there's a big push to bring the Redskins back. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Uh, because well, it's the Native Americans that are trying to get it. Back. Well, it's. I think it's a little minority of Native Americans mm. rather than uh, actual people saying, "Please don't use a racial slur again." Uh, vote yes. Uh, vote, vote yes. Don't yeah. Be vote yes. Absolutely. Vote, vote yes. yes. Vote yes. But uh, so I've. Loosely been following how the Commanders are going. I think we've won a couple of preseason games. No idea who our quarterback is. We Command- had um, Commanders. Just it reminds me of um, it reminds me of the the Patsy team that versus um, the Globetrotters. Yeah, the, the one that the just generals, loses to the, the generals. Yeah. generals. Yeah, it just reminds me yeah. of, well, a, of a nothing team. And we're in it. We're in a tough division, so I think we're in the division with oh, the you're Cowboys. You're referring to them as we. Yeah, you are. Oh, you are so invested. I've been following this team for three years. Go Commanders! <laughs> Go Commanders! We've got to go in the same. It's, com- it's Commanders. We have uh, a wide Cowboys, receiver. Jets, we have a wide receiver named Terry McLaurin. His nickname: Scary Terry. Wait, are you in my division with the Dolphins? No, 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 they're not with no. the Dolphins. What am I? We're with um. Uh, the uh, the Cowboys, the Giants, uh, and the um, I think the Eagles. Okay. So yep. I, well, the I, Eagles are going to be huge. So this year. Eagles and Cowboys are the only like they will keep us out of the playoffs unless yep. a miracle happens and the yep. Commanders start to find well, some form. Joel, who's your team? Uh, my team is the New Orleans Saints because okay. of. Okay. And not because of the Saints line. But, See, I, would, um, I would have guessed would it was guessed. that. No, yes. no, no. There's an Aussie cult hero, Lou Headley. Oh, the kicker. Yes. yes. The Mandra Boyd school right. dropout. Sold his, sold his tattoo yeah. parlor to fund his dream. Dude, you just know he knows how And he how didn't to... even know it was his dream until like two years ago. You know that. What's his name? Lou, Lou Headley. Headley. Lou Headley knows so, how to catch crabs and punch a fucking cone. Well, yeah. The That's thing what he is, he's, a, he's got a guaranteed million bucks now. Love him. That's it. You love to see a manager yeah. a king winning. You just love yeah. to see a million it. bucks to so do so many jet skis. Nothing. So many jet skis. A million bucks to do fuck. We're going all. to liquids. That is so much weed. There's so much weed. We're going he, to liquids. Be... We're then going to fucking. Uh, Don't know what's... if you guys have been to manager you know recently, he... but weed is not the drug of choice. Down <laughs> yeah. Is he a punter yeah, or is he? So a, it's more a of Bomber Thompson vibe. <laughs> if you if get he's my drift, he's going to kick three <laughs> balls a game. 12 times this year or something. Oh, 16 times this year or something stupid. He's going to kick him. a ball 50 times good on him. and yeah. get paid a million bucks. If there was there was talk of... Um, quite a few the, Australians in the NFL this year. Yeah. There was talk of, on the Mandurah note, there was talk of like a third, uh, perhaps a third WA team being yes. added to the AFL. If there was a Mandurah team, oh, fuck me. I would be strongly fucking tempted yeah. to make them my second well, my, team. My mum like, lives in Mandurah. No, I've got connections to Mandurah. I've got family that live in Mandurah. But the Mandurah, whatever mascot you want to call them, fuck. Yeah. I would. The I Jew would guys. be the Mandra the, the Mandra of brown snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, it would be amazing. Should we call it there for the episode? Oh, I've, we, just, I've we... got one more. It's not sport related, but I think you guys would like this. Yeah, go on. I'll, I'll just tack it on in the end. I mean, get it. Get, get now, it. Now we love music at this pod. We obviously, do. we do. Uh, Monty, especially a very famous uh, part-time musician. Yes. Um, Metallica has played a concert. Yes. In in the states. Yes. Now. There's been an image, I'm sure at least one of you might have seen it, of a dog. A dog has escaped from home, oh. snuck in to a stadium and has been spotted and photographed thoroughly enjoying a Metallica concert. Fuck yes. It, now, if you haven't seen the in the picture, it's very, very, very funny. This Ooh. dog is sitting in a chair watching the stage Smiling, it's it's loving it. That it is loves ver- that's almost too good to be true. Now people, I find. people, this this went viral on social media, and people yeah. were like, "Someone's abandoned this dog." 
The dog made it home eventually and the people had no idea. It literally escaped. And went to a Metallica concert. Went to a Metallica concert and came home afterwards. I, went, I, I would love it if he just came home and the other dogs went. She was like, how was the Metallica concert? I was like, oh, it was pretty shit, to be honest. So Lars, the, um, Lars was terrible. I've got the photo here if you want to want to see it. Check out this little fella. He's a little doggo just enjoying it's a, some it's Metallica. A German, it's a German shepherd named Storm. Had, yeah, a, nice. had a great time. Does he like to ride the lightning? All right, we might call it there uh, for the main episode uh, of Barely Touched Him. Uh, Stay tuned for the next day drop of the Mailbag episode. And and uh, we'll be closing out this episode with a local band, Sweat, and their very fun song, Sport.
and their beautiful song, Sport. Thank you, dear listener.